0: welcome to split the screen episode oh my god i don't i have no idea what episode this is i'm i've been preoccupied i'm sorry there's many things uh but yeah welcome this is split the screen episode one of the in the 30s uh i'm your host biggest Benus, aka ben ostwick uh to those you know who want my money and i'm joined as always by Eurogamer's very own ed nightingale
1: good times in. How, How are
0: you, Ben? Very good. We're in the same time zone now. <laughs> in the same city now. Same city. We're in the same like town now. You're like fifty minutes down the road, but we are exactly, live yes. from London. Um, the move happened on Saturday. No, Monday. God, Monday. Saturdays yep. is when I started packing, and yeah, Monday. I have never been so tired. I was literally. I was so exhausted mentally, physically. But by the time I got here and unpacked everything, I was like, oh. And just like spend about 24 hours doing nothing. It was great. Um, But yeah, welcome everybody. Uh, Yeah, I'm now in London. That's why it's been like pretty much zero streams. I haven't had a single stream, I think, since last Friday. Uh, They've been very intermittent. Uh, Next Tuesday, I'm going to be getting the internet installed here, like my own personal BT uh, business. So hopefully that will help a lot. Um, As you can see, we are also able to stream right now um it's a lower bit rate i mean we're only doing 720p and 30 fps but i mean who needs it 60... works it works who needs as this long podcast as you can hear us who needs this podcast in uh 60 fps i thought i'd never say that <laughs>
1: uh how's your week been ed uh my week has been fine thank you um some 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 interesting newsy bits um which has been nice um, I was out with friends last night, and I am now quite tired, um, but fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Well, you it's nearly
0: Friday. That's a great thing about the podcast. You always yes. know it's Friday the following day. Exactly. Have you been exactly. playing lots of games?
1: Always, but we'll get to that.
0: We will. Let's go and introduce. We are joined by a very, very special guest.
1: Very special guest.
0: Yeah, someone we've wanted on for weeks and weeks, and they finally agreed to join us. Please welcome...
2: Pleasantly twisted. <laughs> oh, hold on, time, time, time. We finally agreed.
0: No, not finally what agreed, but like this? we we that's we, Ben's
1: words, not mine.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, no, we we'd, we'd planned this for a few weeks. Normally, we like plan this like the day before for somebody to come on. We were like, no, we want, we really want, pleasantly okay. twisted on. So yeah, I am. Uh, I
2: should
0: say? <laughs> <you> <laughs> no, that's please. what I meant. We were we wanted to make yeah, we wanted you on this because we I think we are planned this like three weeks ago which is way way uh far in advance one of one of us
1: was was planning so i know here we are how are you doing vanessa
2: i'm doing well it's morning time for me here in aurora colorado so i'm on the whole opposite side of the globe enjoying my first cup of tea that i am pretty sure will be one of three or so and when you say cup
1: of tea you (laughs) mean like cauldron of tea
2: it is my closet and tea. I don't know if you can see it, but there's also on the inside, like little stars and moons and stuff. Oh, that's what that
1: is. Mm-hmm. I thought there was oh, bits
2: yeah. in
0: there, you know, like some, uh, I don't know what, <laughs> like a miso mm. soup type.
1: Spot the non, non tea drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I love the and two b- bits in your tea. The two Brits <laughs> here are drinking coffee.
0: <laughs> and you're drinking tea. This is uh, not how it's meant to be.
2: It's well, I mean, it's I can't do coffee because it's too bitter for me. But then I found out that apparently I do like coffee. It just has to be with like chocolate syrup. I like mochas. I like mochas a lot. And I thought I was doing something really unique because I was like, well, it's not coffee. It's espresso and it has chocolate and milk. And then I found out that espresso is just finely ground coffee beans. And I was like, yeah, there it is. is. <laughs> i used to only stop perceiving me
0: (laughs) i used to only have coffee with like loads of sugar and milk and stuff in and then i gave it up for i don't know i just gave up sugar entirely entirely for like a few months and now i I cannot have sugar in coffee it just tastes weird
2: i feel like that's something that happens as you get older in general like so yeah i Mm, i remember being younger and being like oh yeah lipton tea is fine and now i'm just a complete tea snob and people were like They'll come in and they'll say, hey, what are you drinking? I'm like, oh, I'm having a nice Impossible Girl from Dryad Tea. It's a blend of black and rubos tea, walnuts, hazelnut, and a little bit of vanilla and just a touch of star anise. And people are like, damn, we were just asking you what kind of tea you had. I was like, that's what I answered. <laughs> what did I do?
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> what did I do? is the same. <laughs> Go for afternoon tea, especially in the UK, and they give you a menu of different tea leaves. I'm like, yes, I will peruse all of these and I will discuss them and decide which one I want.
2: Yes, I will have an internal dialogue going, hmm, what kind of mute am I am? I don't right? know if I want bergamot. Maybe I want something a little bit more fruity and floral. Oh, an herbal tea sounds nice then. What, like what, is the, your,
1: what is your tea of choice in general?
2: Oh, gosh, that's that's a challenge. So okay. the black tea that I just named, like jokingly, is what I'm drinking. And that's okay. my black tea of choice. Um, There's another one from there that's called the Selkie. All of their teas are based around books and music, by the way. Ooh. So it's like super nerdy tea. Um, They have one called the Selkie that I really like, which is a nice light green tea that has ginger and lemongrass. And I'm a real big sucker for lemongrass. Love it. Love it. And it has a touch of citrus. Just a touch. Although I always I had to make fun of her because I was like, so when you say citrus, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, no, don't do this to me. And I was like, what kind of citrus? Is it lemon? Is it orange? Is it lime? And She's like, please don't do this to me. And I was like, I just want to know. And then she put on one of her packages, natural flavors. I was like, no, no, you wrote it so you get to explain it. What the fuck are natural flavors? <laughs> what is it? What is it? You wrote it so you know what is natural flavors? Explain. Because everything else is an ingredient. And it's like, I know exactly what hazelnut is. I know what almonds are. What the fuck is natural flavors? (laughs) What citrus? (laughs) What is this? And she's just like, I'm just making tea. And I'm like, I understand. And I just have questions. What are natural flavors? (laughs) Answer me. (laughs) You wrote it there. So you have insight. (laughs) Oh, well,
1: See, my, my tea of choice generally is a Darjeeling because someone told me it's the champagne of tea. I'm like, oh I'll God. take that. I like to be a classy bitch. So I will, up, be, yeah. I will take the Darjeeling, <laughs> um, which I do enjoy. I also enjoy an Assam, hey. a, nice, a nice full-bodied Assam.
2: I have a question about this because I get made fun of this all the time so for some of my black teas I have another one that's a really nice earl grey that's with uh, another violation of citrus but we'll leave that alone (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's an earl grey with a little bit of citrus and I like to have mine with a little bit of honey and cream and people are just like you put honey and cream in your tea and I was like I I do
1: is that I wouldn't put it in earl grey but I'm also not really a fan of earl grey
2: that makes sense yeah yeah
1: but like normal tea, like I mean, maybe a touch of milk.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But mm-hmm. if it's like proper loose leaf, then I just want it like black tea. That's what I want.
2: Yeah, yeah. See, I like to have a splash of milk sometimes, and I like my honey. I put honey on like mountains of stuff. That and I makes love sense. Honey, I love honey. But yeah, we got set, we got sidetracked immediately into tea. I, we did.
1: Um, we should bring Ben back in. Uh, I,
0: you know, I will. I'll have a cup of tea. I'll usually get offered a cup of tea when I'm at Ed's, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll have that instead of water. It's something a little bit spicier, you know, something a
1: little bit more, a bit of taste, have a
2: little flavor, a little life to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. But isn't it lovely when you've been out somewhere and you're, it's a cold day? You've been out walking, you've done whatever, and you come back mid afternoon. You're like, I'm gonna sit on the sofa and have a cup of tea, and it's just mm. the best feeling. Yeah,
0: it's quite nice. Um, I've told, I don't know if I said it on this podcast before, but about the old Grey story. Uh, We were getting, I was young. I was like about 12, 13. And uh, we were getting the windows changed in our house. Um, And I was the only person that was at home. Uh, well, I came back from school and my mum had said, oh, if the builder's there, just ask him if they want to, you know, a tea or a coffee. So I offered and I was like, okay, would you like a tea or coffee? And he's like, oh, I'll have a coffee, please. Um, So I went and made a coffee. And then my mum came home a couple of hours later. I was like, oh, did ben, did ben get anything for you? And he was like, yeah, I asked for a coffee and I have no idea what it was, but I, I nearly fell off my ladder. Um, and in my head, it was like, that's the tea. So that must be the coffee. But the coffee that I made was um, a cup of Earl Grey. <laughs> so yeah, in my head, I was like, well, that's his tea and Earl Grey, I don't know what that is. So that must be coffee.
1: <laughs> did you put milk in that?
0: Uh, I have no idea, probably not. <laughs>
2: like, did, you, did you do this stuff like it was coffee? I yeah. don't
0: understand. I opened the bag and I poured it in. <laughs> opened the little sachet and. Uh,
1: <laughs> For some reason, I've got this weird image of you like uh, like an espresso machine, but just putting a tea bag in and trying to make coffee.
0: Oh, no, we weren't that posh. We didn't have no. any. Uh, no, it was a uh, nice uh, bit of kettle, uh, kettle water in there. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Don't trust me to make you D de- or to make you uh, anything really.
1: <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about games, Digital games. <laughs> we are. but we should check in with Vanessa first, um, mm-hmm. because Vanessa, you are a streamer. Tell yeah, us about your stream. Oh, uh, like how often uh, do you stream? What do you stream? Tell us okay. about it. What can we expect well, if we come to one of your streams?
2: I stream three times a week. I stream on Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Unfortunately for Team UK, I have some people in the community who are Team UK. It's like my Tuesdays and Fridays are like midnight. It, I'm super sorry. Like
0: <laughs> I never see you.
2: <laughs> like, no, I feel so bad because like I also have other friends that are in the UK and like my indicator that I'm up too late is when I see them posting their go-lives and I'm like, oh, it's like four o'clock, I should go to bed, <laughs> <laughs> type of thing. But um, I stream three times a week on Tuesdays and Fridays at uh, 5 p.m. Mountain Time. I think that's like GMT minus. Uh, I think it's like seven. I yeah, think I think it's, it's seven when seven. I looked it up earlier. And then um, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And what to expect there? Uh, we have a lot of gremlins in my channel. little goblins because i do a lot in terms of in my twitter presence i talk about activism and whatnot and then in my streaming presence i try to focus mostly on video games and then game design and game development so every now and again the activism gets folded in Mm -hmm. very lightly but for the most part if you really like game design and game decision discussions i apparently have a knack for that because that's just what I talk about. Like I talk about how things are executed. I talk about maybe what the thought process is behind something, or I try to break down, oh, hey, well, this is a really cool concept. I wonder what happens if you do X, Y, Z. Lots of experimentation. We take our time with games, A, because I talk a lot, but then B, because I really wanna give everyone a chance to like really feel included and involved in the experience of being like, hey, let's unpack this game and see what's behind the scenes. And so um, we play a lot of games. I mostly focus on JRPGs and Metroidvanias. And so it took me a long time to admit that that's still variety streaming, but I just kind of focus those two genres the heaviest. So if you come in one weekend and I'm playing Dead Cells, you might come in the next weekend and I'm playing Persona 5R. Like, that's an actual thing that's happened on my schedule where it's like, let's go bash our head against the wall a little bit. And then after that, it's like, let's be high school (laughs) friends. Oh no, the adults are terrible. Um, (laughs) mm.
0: I love Dead Cells. It's a
2: JRPG, so (laughs) I haven't played Dead Cells in so long. I gave up on getting my third boss cell because I know that they've rebalanced it since I last played. This is a while ago. But like, I remember at large, the community was like, yeah, third boss cell is the roughest one to get. But once you're over the hump, it apparently is a lot better. And I was like, yeah, I don't have time for this because I like maps." So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go play something else. My my uh, my toxic game of choice is actually Darkest Dungeon. Mm. Ooh. I love, Darkest Dungeon is undefeated on my Steam library so far still for most hours dumped in a game. I think second place goes to either Borderlands 2 or um, God, I can't think of it now. It might be Dead Cells. I think Dead Cells is under 100 marker. Um, Dark Souls 3 is second place, I think, because it's the only other one that has a triple digit. Nice. So, so basically what
1: we're saying is taste. <laughs> That's what I'm we're trying. saying.
2: I'm trying to have some <laughs> level of taste. And I think there's only been two incidents on my live channel where I've actually tore up a game. Like, I remember I played, the only time I've ever tilted on stream was on Hollow Knight trying to do the Pantheons. The third Pantheon just fucking sucks. Like... It, it breaks all of my try hard brain. And I'm like, I, I struggle, I struggle. I just found out like a week ago that there's a practicing area. And I was like, what? So I can go work on the boss? And they're like, yeah, you can just go practice the boss without consequence. I was like, oh,
0: that's amazing. I didn't know that existed.
2: Yes, I will um guess <laughs> I'll go do do that a little bit. And yeah. then um, the only other time I've raged on stream is when it was a October stream. I always do spoopy games for October and I tried amnesia. Mm. And like the first stream it was it was doing it it doing what it was intended. It was scary and it was weird and it was like unnerving, but my game design brain caught wind of something and from that point forward I I can't fuck with amnesia because it just makes me too angry. Like I'm not even scared of it anymore. I'm just pissed off because I went into an area where my sanity meter dropped and I looked around my room and everything. And I was like, there's there's no reason why this should have dropped. And people in chat was like, oh, no, she's doing the game design thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, there's no reason that that should have dropped. <laughs> there's nothing that happened that prompted that. And so I went like on a deep dive to search for it and look it up. And the game designers actively and openly said on record, oh, yeah, all the actual sanity mechanics are scripted. So there are times that you will lose sanity that you can't combat. And I was like, oh, that's hot trash. (laughs) If I avoid all the things. Why the fuck am I taking sanity damage? And people in chat was like, oh, no, she's angry. And I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. It is. I I, I didn't do the thing to warrant taking damage. So why the fuck did I take damage? And they're like, oh, they're all scripted. And I was like, does that mean by default if I die, I don't really have to care? And they're like, "Mm." Yeah, because it actually will put you in a safe spot. I was like, what the fuck is the point of this game? What what?" like the immersion was completely shattered and everyone in chat was like, oh, she's actually really angry. Wow. Wow." And I don't get angry at games. I think anger on games is a waste of time and energy. But that actually just pissed me off and sent me to the moon. I was like, no, I'm not playing this on stream. Yeah. I'm not not dealing with this. No. And so we switched over to dead space. And that was great until my game bugged. And I was like, God, this October sucks. I Uh, just want to (laughs) play scary games. What's your
0: your favorite scary game?
2: Oh God, I have no idea because I'm such a punk. Like, (laughs) I am such everyone thinks that I'm like a hard ass because I talk about activism stuff the way that I do. I'm actually super squishy. I put on charity fundraisers and if you donate $200, I'm like immediately in tears. It's an auto response. Mm. And like when it comes to scary games, like I'm that person that I have my controller and I'm always just like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. No, if I, mean, I hide under the table, they won't see I me. I can't. I'm not going to deal with this. Or like, no. I'm the person that covers the eyes and I try to look at like a really, really <laughs> small section. Oh. And so like Dead Space had me like that for a little bit. Um, I, I'm trying to think. I did a horror
0: a... stream of um, Alien Isolation and that was terrifying, but it was also a like, really good game. So it was, I was like, normally a, a horror game. I kind of, yeah, completely... Was out of after very very like a very short time, but like when it's a really good game like Alien Isolation was, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna keep that for future charity streams. You know when they want to, if you want to drop a scare alert for a certain amount of you know donations, I I'm gonna keep it.
2: I jump at my own alerts that I have programmed,
0: <laughs> not for the scary ones.
2: <laughs> right, I was gonna say the last thing I want to do is put scary alerts on there because the wine cellar. <laughs> also, the channel is called the Wine Cellar, and we drink wine because yes, we do. Oh, yeah. um, of course um if I put those in there my chat I know for a bonafide fact will come in and torment me and they're just gonna like we're gonna fuck with <laughs> twisted the entire time and I'm like please don't Oh, <laughs> please don't like I jump at I'm the person that I run into like the end of the table and I apologize to the table <laughs> that's who I am so the idea of having things that are just flying at me that I'm unaware of now I'm like terrified <laughs> I'm just like eh. yeah like, Vanessa that was your raid alert <laughs> <laughs>
0: So no Resident Evil VR or anything like that?
2: Oh, hell no. No. Absolutely not. Oh. No. Oh, God. I, I would die. I would die. <laughs> like, I am such a punk. I would not be in a horror movie because the second everyone says, let's go check out the cabin, I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm calling a lift. I'm going home. I'm not dealing with this. There's like, You don't want to check it out? No. Oh. Why do you want to walk in there? There's no lighting. There's <laughs> blood on the staircase yeah. and it's making weird woo noises. Hell no, I ain't going in there.
0: Yeah. Ooh. When I played Resident Evil 7 because I finished that in VR, there was a few stages where you're meant to go I could tell that, like it was pushing me to go into a room and I was like, "I'll uh, do it, but I'm closing my eyes." Like <laughs> I, I know I've the controller
2: like <laughs> absolutely going... not. Yeah. Like Little um. Nightmares was enough for me to be like, mm, "I'm bothered." Yeah. I- <laughs> i don't i don't like this like little nightmares Two incoming spoilers in chat for those who've never played it like little nightmares one and two just does such a good job with the environment being so Mm. mysterious and so quiet that you inherently are just on edge and so when little nightmares Two, there's a clip of me panicking when i had to run from the lady after um she's playing the piano oh and so like the whole time it's me just sitting on camera just like (laughs)
0: Oh, it was the mannequin bit that got me, like the area with all the mannequins.
2: Oh, I- yeah, the, the mannequins <laughs> fucked me up. but then I made it into a fun game of red light green light. and yeah. I was like, oh, it's squid game, the game. Red light, I said, red light, you can't come towards me. I have flashlight on you, no. And then I said, and then after that, I turned it into eSports because the section where you have to go underneath the bed, I quite literally was like, but consider am I faster than the mannequins? And so it's just me like furiously running to get <laughs> under the bed without using the flashlight. And oh. I made it and I was like, esports. sports <laughs> And I looked and I was like, oh shit, I have to do that a second time. Mm. Um,
0: yeah, I think that mannequin bit, you don't even need, yeah, I think I just brute forced through it. I don't think I even like used the mechanics. I was just, I'm just running <laughs> and it worked.
2: Yeah, after a bit, I just started running. And then there's like the huge room where there's like 20 of them in there. Mm. And I mean, That's I looked one. and I was like, I'm a sprinter in real life. I am a sprinter in real life. We can do this. And it's like me running, but I'm like furiously swinging around the flashlight like I'm in a fucking light switch (laughs) rave. And I'm just like, I have to get out of here. This sucks. This actually sucks. Like, I hate this. But when you go into the ventilation system and she puts her face in and starts chasing you with just her Uh. head, I was like, nope, nope, I'm checking out. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. Her neck is so stretchy. I mm, hate it yeah. I hate this. Oh. I hate it <sighs> like shotgun bro don't care. Um thin man didn't care. stretchy neck lady nope fuck her yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 no 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 no
0: no 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 mannequins
2: knife. pass Pass <laughs> and mannequins are creepy anyway. like whenever they release yeah. new characters for the wax museum, I'm always like, I just but what if y'all didn't do this? <laughs> these these are horrible. Like, these are awful. I remember being really young and my mom was like, let's go to the Wax Museum. I think it was in New Orleans. And I remember just being in the lobby and being like, I I had to be maybe 11 years old. And I I distinctly remember being in the lobby and just being like, (laughs) "Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't like this. I don't like this. You don't want to see the celebrity wax models? No. No, I don't. Obviously, I didn't sound like this when I was eleven, but it just—I'm pretty sure it was the same energy of just no,
1: yeah.
2: N- no, um, <laughs> now <Nah>, I'm good. <laughs> I'll just wait outside.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's move on to games that we do love. Um, yes, <laughs> because yes, uh, I mean there is one game that I think all three of us love, and we love in different well, maybe not in different ways. But like, I'm new, pretty much new to the genre. Um, I didn't know that yeah I kind of like dabbled a little bit actually the, the, my favorite of the ones that I've played so like previously was Sekiro I just felt the controls were just brilliant Um, but I definitely hit a, a wall Um, but yeah apart from that you know this is the one that really got me into it Elden Ring we are talking about of if course. anybody uh, was of wondering course. yes but Vanessa you I are should... a Souls veteran aren't you you've played
2: I was gonna say I, I'll just go ahead and drop off the resume go on so... <laughs> when it goes with the souls for people in chat i am also a i say a challenge runs and speed runs but i kind of cover everything um i am a dark souls 3 soul level one runner and i am also a sekiro speed runner and i am going to be spending the months of april and may both working on my bloodborne speed run and my bloodborne hitless run oh, cool. oh i wanted that i want that hitless run so bad I, I can literally see it weaved into the stars and I'm just like, ooh, I can do that. And the Hitless team is like super hype about it. Like uh, their leader and residential badass is lovely person named Goes on Ghost. And their team found me on my first ever playthrough of Dark Souls. So it was when I was in my baby phase of being like, ah.
0: That's that's me. I'm in that phase at the moment. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It, like that, that's everyone's starting phase, and don't let anyone convince you otherwise. That is what everyone's beginner phase looks like. And um, they were in there. They were super supportive, super fun, super chill. And this is how like the communities like challenge runners and speed runners always find me is when it's first playthrough, and I'm just like. But then they sit and chat, and they're like, you know, you say you're panicking, but you're using like speed tech, and I was like, I am, and they're like, yeah, that's like our main tech we use for, for zipping through stuff. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So <laughs> everyone immediately is like, we have to put her on the team. And I'm like, oh, I don't have time to practice. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, maybe not. But I'm going to actually buckle down and try to go for Hitless. They're super hyped because they want me to be the first Black woman on uh, Team Hitless. Mm, nice. And they're like, how do you feel about that title? And I was like, my weakness. <laughs> but so yeah, I'm going to try for that. And a couple of people were super hyped because I said I'm going to take two months to work on it and a couple hitless runners are like we think you're going to get it before the first month ends and i was <laughs> like oh you're just being cheeky they're like no no we're if you go into may with not a speed run or a hitless run completed we will honestly be shocked and i'm like
0: okay. where will will we be able to follow that and see it
2: uh, over at twitch.tv slash pleasantly twisted that's T-W-S-T-D. um it should be the same as my name right below there you just go just do twitch.tv slash that but um that's yeah great. and right now we're playing elden ring and nice. i'm having a good time with it i i have thoughts and things but i don't want to take the whole spotlight no
0: do talk. please well do.
1: so to begin well i guess to begin with like tell us how far in you are like, where are you at, like, without spoiling too much? Because I think you're way ahead of both of us. Yeah. And what class are you playing as?
2: So that's complicated because I have three copies of it because I'm literally a lunatic. Um, <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, I saw you launching it on the PS5 on uh, Twitter. I was like, oh.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I Wait, there's a story behind this. So <laughs> I purchased Elden Ring for my PS5. That was where I wanted it to be my home game. I already conceded that. And also I wanted, um, give me one second...
1: Oh, presentation yeah also
2: just specifically oh my. wanted this
1: Oh, i wanted
2: this i i decided to be a spoiled brat this is what i wanted that is Very nice. nice and so after a lot of thought and deliberation i was like you know i think it'll probably look really clean on the ps5 so that's where we'll get it and then i forgot that i'm in like a couple of creator programs i'm in the bandai namco creator program so they put out forms for it and i was like oh okay dope and so that's how I wound up with a copy on Steam. <laughs> and then this Friday, I'm going to be playing it on Xbox. And I had said, when they asked me for women's history stuff, they're like, oh, what are you going to play? I was like, oh, I'm going to play Elden Ring on my PC. And they pulled up and said, oh, do you want an Xbox copy? And I was like, what? <laughs> I just, I literally just said I'm going to play it on my PC. And they're like, yeah, we know. Do you want an Xbox copy? And I was like, yes
0: <laughs> Dude, don't turn it down <laughs> i, I
2: are you guess so on my xbox i'm playing an astrologer and she is going to be facing off against the per the story second major boss per people who know how to count the <laughs> third major boss okay. it's just it's weird
1: hmm. um
2: so she is going to be doing that this friday um, I have a bandit on PC. My bandit is on their way to the third major boss of the storyline. It's really weird because it's been confirmed that you don't have to do bosses in any specific order. And oh. any is bolded, highlighted, underlined. And then on my PS5, she's the freshest one. She actually has not done any bosses yet.
0: Ooh, mm. which so yeah, is a- PS5
2: is super fresh.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what is the performance like for those three then because you've got the three uh i would say i have all three yeah so that's
2: like one of the biggest reasons i said yes because i want to see how all three of them perform so Mm. just to be clear with everyone i don't know my specs for my pc off top of my head my boyfriend does because he's like smarter than me when it comes to building computers i just know how to do software things that's what my specialty is so i do know that i have a decent to high-end rig um i am running it off of the ps5 digital and i'm running it off of Xbox Series S. So just keep all those things in mind. Um, Right now for the actual performance in terms of how it plays for me, PS5 blows everyone out the water.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: Blows everyone out the water. PC looks good and doesn't, PC is fine unless you have the glaring problems. I have been fortunate that I don't have the glaring problems, but I have seen plenty of just hot takes about how there's been stuttering, there's been screen tearing. There's, I've seen screen caps of people's whole areas not loading. Like, there's someone that was posting it in my Discord running around trying to fight stuff, and the entire first castle, all the floors just didn't load.
1: Oh, oh wow. Like, just okay.
2: did not load. So it's just floating like props, enemies, yeah, yeah. all sorts of stuff as a result. Mm. And I was just like, uh, yikes. I can, I, it,
0: I can tolerate a bit of pop-in. I can tolerate a bit of pop-in
2: if that's the and alternative. Like, yeah, like when I booted it up, even before the patch they issued, the only thing I ran into was screen tearing. But like, yeah, PC performance is like out of control with how many complaints are coming in. Mm. I've had people talk about invisible enemies. I've had people talk about just like glaring bugs when they try to mount their horse and then the horse leaves, but you don't. <laughs> and... And this is, this is me taking a jab at FromSoft a little bit. I don't know who made the solution of when characters get stuck, auto kill them, but holy shit, I hate that. Cause it's like, <laughs> there's bugs everywhere and you literally are going to kill people to fix the bug <laughs> in a game where running back to get your souls, echoes, runes, whatever, is more stressful than actually dying. Mm. I don't know about that one, boss. Mm. Not sure that that's the solution you're looking for. Especially when they have to die because your game stopped working. Mm.
1: (laughs) So there's been been a lot of of talk about it being much freer than the other Souls games, being a lot more approachable. So as you're playing as like three different classes, how have you found... The combat and, and and how it differs between those classes and which which are you enjoying the most?
2: So in terms of combat across all three classes, oh I didn't even go into that. Xbox is an astrologer, PSC is a bandit, my PS five is a confessor. I had to think about that. Is a confessor, Ooh, okay. and so Elden Ring does I feel a really good job of actually mixing up. The classes this time, because mm-hmm. there's always the running gag and joke that you know spells in DS3 are trash or spell casting in any of them are trash. I wouldn't know because I went strength built for my DS3 playthroughs, so I didn't dabble with magic at all. And even if I even talked about it, I had plenty of assholes who pulled up to be like, "Don't use magic," and I'm like, "Holy shit."
1: I always use magic, like every game. (laughs) I'm all about magic.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, like, if that's what floats your boat, then I don't see what the problem is. Like, that's just weird energy, in my opinion. But, like, in Elden Ring, it does a much better job of trying to encourage you to do a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. So, like, my bandit was my first one I rolled, and she's pure dex, (coughs) and she has a bleed build. But even then, there are certain situations where having just a crumb of magic makes a world of difference in the fight. And the way that they've rolled that all out is really, really nice. Cause I have access to magic without needing to have like a magic requirement. Cause I can do like glintstone um, blades on an Ash of War. And that doesn't require me to have an int or faith stat attached to it. It's just attached to my sword. And so if I need to get like a little bit of quick damage in from ranged, I can take advantage of that. Nice. But conversely, I'm enjoying my astrologer the most because magic goes burn this game and it's great. And I love how many like top tier souls vets are also um, talking about this, too. And they're just like, no, no, we've been wrong for many years. The magic actually has the potential to fucking slap. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. But the other thing that's really nice about it talking about builds and kind of like loadouts is that my magic character, even though she is predominantly focused on magic, she still is not completely useless in melee combat. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a problem that a lot of RPG style games have is when it's a caster, there's no contingency plan for what happens when I'm oom. What happens when I don't have an ether? What happens when I don't have an MP potion? Like what's the backup plan and i can go out with my astrologer using my moon veal because of course i have moon veal katana and be like okay cool we can square up that doesn't bother me Mm. have a bleed have fun don't die well actually die please die yeah yeah please Mm die actually i lied you need to (laughs) die but I I really am liking it. My astrologers who are having fun on the most so far, but I think that's going to be subject to change once I get my confessor up and going. Because I have always played, when given the option, a kind of close melee build, especially if it's something like a monk. Mm-hmm. Like in Final Fantasy 14, I am a monk. My my highest characters are all monks, and that's what I do. And my favorite characters in RPGs are monks. So like. Tifa Lockhart has my, my heart in a chokehold. Regal from Tales of Symphonia. Um, Falsetto from Eternal Sonata. P.S. If you've never played Eternal Sonata and you like JRPGs, get your life right. I am Go desperate play. to play
1: that. Desperate to Go play it.
2: Play Eternal Sonata. It is fantastic. I did a
1: music degree. I'm like, I need to play this game.
2: <laughs> yes, it is exceptional. And, and especially considering it's based on um, the final dreams and thoughts of Chopin.
1: It's, Everything's it's music so themed Everything's like my dream it's, game
2: is exceptional, such a good fucking game. But yeah, I like monks. And so I went with the confessor because I have high strength and high faith out the box. And I was like, oh, I did find the strength, faith, fist weapons. I know where they are. Is it time for the souls born monk to come to play? I am yes. going to punch so much shit. <laughs> I'm ready. I want to punch so bad. People are like, you're going to use fist weapons in a Souls game? I am. I'm a (laughs) challenge runner. I don't have logic. What are you talking about?
1: See, I've never gone for a faith build in any of the previous games because I'm like, "Eh, it's sort of like healing, debuffy type things. And I'm like, that's not really me. But they've folded in so much like dark magic and fire magic into the faith build in Elden Ring that I'm like, I kind of wish I'd done that now instead of intelligence. but. I don't know, we'll see. I mean, Captain Chat has said that he changed from Astrologer to a sort of melee dark magic build. And actually, mm-hmm. that sounds really cool. And it's great that you can switch things up and you can use the Ashes to, to add extra abilities and things, which
2: is really cool.
0: And I think you can, without spoiling, I, I think I don't think we're too far away from being able to respec. Because mm. I've killed the second boss, Godric. I've beaten him, and now I'm kind of just exploring a little bit. Uh, and I feel like the next one is close to where you can respec which uh so i'm i'm intrigued because i'm doing vanguard because someone was like oh, that's the easy one i was like sure okay so i've got my vanguard sword.
2: is yeah vanguard has a really good kit out the box because mm-hmm. it's a really good half and half blend of melee and magic i feel
0: because okay, you okay. start
2: with a really good weapon and yeah. then you also start with some decent spells right away
0: oh i haven't used any uh spells maybe i should maybe i've not been uh, putting stuff mm-hmm. in <laughs>
2: maybe yeah to get into it the spells are great okay. the confessor's starting kit is a little rough because he has spells off the box but he has a heal mm. and he has a sneak which is dope except neither of those help me kill people really mm. the sneak helps me kill people because they don't hear me coming but the problem is once they hear me coming and i backstab and it only takes 20 percent of their health i have to immediately respond with oh no i'm in danger because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now i have to fight they're like ah No, you're supposed to die. So I I am really, really liking the builds right now. I think the confessor is going to take over the uh, astrologer likeness. But since it started so late behind the other ones, I have to I have to actually beat the game at some point, I guess, as a Ah. soul's born vet. Ah.
0: Well, you you can do it in 40 minutes, apparently. Like, somebody's done it in 40 minutes.
1: Yes. Well, under under 50. It's like 48 minutes, I think.
2: Yes. There's two runs right now, because there's one from Lil' Aggie. He did under one hour. Mm -hmm. And it was with a lot of errors, too. So I can't wait for him to rerun it and do it, like, without problems, because he could easily clear, like, I think, 45 minutes or lower. And then there's someone who cleared it under 40 minutes, which is why I think the structure is going to be the biggest downfall of the game. I love that it's open world and that you can explore. But because it's so wide open that you only have to kill. And I don't have a heart confirm on this yet. It's still kind of being ironed out. I think you only have to kill three major bosses that have runes and you can beeline to the end because there are people who are beating this game and they don't touch Godric.
1: Mm.
2: So and people are like, oh, God, huh?
1: Like you can't.
2: I was going to say, because people were saying Godric's required, and that's been disproven already. Like, you can run right past them.
1: Yeah. It's um, it's Distortion 2 that's done it in the quicker time. Um, and he did it in 49 minutes, 29 seconds. Mm-hmm. But I think he also died a little bit. So people are saying that if you if you can do, like, a no-death run, you can finish this game in 40 minutes. But mm-hmm. equally, you can spend hundreds of hours exploring absolutely everything. And that's what's mm-hmm. amazing about it is that there's just mm-hmm. so many ways of approaching it mm-hmm. i mean one of the things that i i kind of wanted to discuss with you a little bit is is like the community around the game because i think that's one thing that uh, <laughs> that face <laughs> mm-hmm. i think on the one hand it's it's kind of a nice thing is that there is this community of because the game is so obtuse It's nice having discussions like this where you can talk about the game and be like, hey, what did you do? Oh, I did this differently. Oh, wow, you did Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. that's really cool that the game sort of, you know, makes you do that. But I also feel like because there are so many newcomers coming in that I feel like there are these, as you put it, Souls bros who are getting very protective of the Souls games and are not appreciating these newcomers coming in with their sort of different tactics and different takes, especially when the sort of accessibility approachability debate, um, and it feels like there's it's just become such a moment, really. Elden it, it, it Ring, it really is. Yeah.
2: So Elden Ring has done an exceptional job challenging the idea of can a souls-born game be more accessible? And I actually wrote about this recently on Medium where the answer to that inevitably, no one has to think about it is yes. Mm -hmm. And what I think is interesting about Elder Ring is that there is actually a lot of things that they've added to this to make it much more accessible from an actual playability standpoint. And it's a mixed bag because nobody wants to have a constructive conversation around it. Like Huge glowing praise for things like having the health scarabs out in the world that can refill your health so that you don't always have to be bound to going back to a bonfire Mm. or the hunter's dream to refill your vials or your Estus or anything like that. That directly is one of my favorite additions because it immediately promotes me exploring longer. Yeah. So I can go out and explore and I don't have to be worried about, oh no, I ran out of my, I think I'm at eight in one of my characters, my eight Estus flask. I can go over and get through a camp and I, there's a good chance I can get two of those flasks back. And then as long as I kind of maintain a flow, I can legitimately just keep exploring and get all of my flasks back and have full help. Yeah. And that's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the statues of America because no one, no one likes the run of shame back to your <laughs> runes when you die to some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, I die more to trash than I do bosses. And it's been that way since day one. Like, you want me to go beat up Godric? Bet. Give me a smooth 20 and I got you. You want me to find the parry windows on market? Bet. Give me an hour and I got you. But fucking rats? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Or fucking bats? Rats. dogs? Bats. And the birds birds with the swords? I am going to say, fucking spoilers. Birds with swords for fucking feet? Right? What in the hell? <laughs> that drop exploding barrels this? on you as well. <laughs> Who thought of this? Why? And those are the things that tend to fuck me up the most. Yeah. Or like the fucking, um, the golems that are in catacombs that can throw shit at you and there's like always eight posted on a wall. And I'm like, I don't wanna mm. deal with this. Mm-hmm. There's like eight of them. If I aggro one, I'm gonna aggro at least three more. And then I'm gonna have to play dodge the dagger for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> like what, what is this?
0: So true. It's just,
2: uh. So yeah, Statues of America, dope. All those great sites now, mm. dope. Not having to use items to teleport. Holy shit. How delightful. Because part of like strats in previous games was a lot of things like, oh, I'm going to homework bone at this spot, or I'm going to go ahead and use the hunter's mark and go away. I can teleport as long as I'm not in a side dungeon. I can teleport anywhere whenever the fuck I want. It's great. Mm-hmm. There's a map. There's a map. <laughs> so all those things. Awesome. Exceptional. Love that for us. Yeah. Things that still need to be work on. We could still use things like colorblindness options. We could actually have full rebinds. When I found out Mm. from keyboard and mouse players that you can't rebind your map off of G, I literally felt my soul astral project into the fucking sun. I was like, what do you mean you can't take it off of G? That's just where it is. And I was like, but why? (laughs) But why? Mm. Can't you rebind like almost everything else? Yeah, but you can't rebind the map, no.
0: and do, who has map on g as well
2: i was like and can we talk about that who puts the map on g <laughs> that's such a random it's letter m
0: m for map well, at least do it every m. game yeah, that makes sense <laughs> yeah i literally on my you mouse i have this button is assigned to m the,
2: no we have the same mouse oh, that's yeah. the exact point that i bought up i was like i have a mouse with eight programmable buttons yeah and you just said Fuck you to that. And I'm like, (laughs) I I don't understand what this means. But I'm like, yeah, actual full rebinding, colorblindness, motion controls and whatnot as well. I know people have talked about things that give them motion sickness still, motion blur, lots Mm -hmm. of stuff like that that just didn't get included this time. And then there's just a lot of um, the current discussion that I think is actually dying, which thank God for that, um, was about the UI UX, aka the human experience playing it. And it's just small stuff like that that's really frustrating, you know, where it's like, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to harp on this forever. When I hit back, that opens my map. And when I hit back again, I want that to close my map, mm. not give me a sub menu that's asking me what I actually want to do. But also, as much as I love the map, the map has no legend. So yeah. you never, mm. ever know that there are little beacons that appear on the map that let you know that that's where map fragments are. Mm-hmm. I I found that in a
1: guide. Yeah, I found that in a guide. Yeah, I I just just saw a little thing and was like, what's that? I'll go there.
2: Oh, it's a map fragment. (laughs) Yeah, and I kind of feel like that's where the conversation needs to pivot towards is I love writing guides. I love giving feedback. I love helping with builds. Literally, I can guarantee you that once Elden Ring kind of falls off, my days are going to be spent just dropping my summon sign outside of bosses to see who needs help. Mm -hmm. And like, it is a very jarring and not great experience that the first wave of guide writing for Elden Ring has to be, here is how you play the game because the game should do that. Yeah. The guides need to be things like, here is where to go. Here is recommendations for builds. Here's a way to get early runes. I don't like that the first wave of guides is, hey, did you know if you hold the down button on the D-pad, it'll go to your first item in your inventory?
0: No. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. So, yeah.
0: Is, yeah. It, is it? Oh, I thought it was. It was directly to your health thing. Or is that just a coincidence? Then that your my health is in the first. For item. most
2: people, their first item is their health.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's really so yeah. it's so useful. Although holding that down while I'm being chased and then trying to hold my joystick down as well because I'm running away from whatever it is, it, uh-huh. <laughs> I used to have to use it's, some quite. It's gymnastics. like finger
2: gymnastics. It's <laughs> yeah. actual finger gymnastics. I have the same criticism about the pouch mm-hmm. and how like. You know, it's, it's, it's real weird energy that you put the pouch in such a fashion that in order to, okay, I'm going to show this to everyone in order to use my pouch, I have to hold Y and then push something on the D pad to activate whatever is in my pouch. I also have to hold Y and hit my bumpers. If I want to two hand a weapon, which just perfectly sets up anyone who doesn't have perfect finger dexterity to hold Y and do a whole lot of shit they didn't plan on doing, because that's how you wind up like my buddy Alex, who's two handing their fucking shield in the middle of a boss fight.
0: <laughs> oh, I've yeah. Ed was watching Yo. me, Ed was watching me play it, and I was like, why am I not doing any damage to this boss? And I was like, Oh, I've unequipped my sword. I'm punching. You're
1: literally punching a boss. <laughs> it was that without person. realizing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I died.
2: <laughs> and it sucks because it's like you're in the process trying to do stuff. And then the actual reaction window for the game mm. is not great. Cause if you're like me and I'm a speedrunner, so I'm used to having to press stuff fast. So this is obviously an outside case because not everyone's a speedrunner. but I'm used to it being like in my brain, I've already held Y and I held like right or left and I'm done. My brain processes that faster than their pouch keeps up with. So <laughs> in turn, what happens is I unequip my sword. i am accidentally using magic now i am on the wrong spell or my favorite i have shuffled my bottom item and i don't realize it so all of a sudden i'm in a boss fight and i'm like oh shit i need to heal i go to heal and i mount my horse and i'm like "Ah, mm, 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 that's not quite what i wanted and i look and i'm like ah shit it accidentally i went too fast again god damn it but then conversely if you hold it for like a long time to get it to prompt When you let go it's the same delay so if you hit like something on a d-pad too fast after holding it you're still using your pouch and i'm just like Uh,
0: the amount of times that i've also yeah ended up taking some yeah i've been wanting to use that and i've been trying to i've ended up taking some like a health flask when i've when i'm like full health because i've just like Mm -hmm. mashed around with the buttons yeah it's uh yeah
1: the other thing as well is is which i wrote about um is the tutorial and the number of people who are missing it because you have to fall down a hole to, to I'm do gonna the tutorial.
2: Kill, hang on. I'm gonna kill the tutorial conversation as follows. Okay, please. You motherfuckers pull up talking about I can't believe you missed the tutorial. It's right there. Get good, dude. <laughs> These are the same motherfuckers who go to fight Leonine. Um, I forget the name of the M-word. It's a mm-hmm. boss that's later in the game in the southern peninsula. If you want to seek it out, good luck and have fun. These are the same people who rather than walk through the door to fight him, try to go around it and fall through through water and die. <laughs> so like mm. this thing oh, yeah. where you want to be yeah this thing where you want to be like oh well y'all are clowns for not thinking to go downstairs well mm. you're a clown for not thinking to go through the captain obvious fucking door or is yeah. it because you thought that there was something of value going around the door
1: mm. i mean why would you fall down a hole anyway that's that doesn't make sense In a why a would game. you do that at this, the start of a game and the, the thing is that kills me yeah. yeah, and the people who were saying like, oh, but it's this is the game teaching you how it's going to be played, that you have to learn these things. And I'm like, "I, in a small way, I sort of understand that it's a bit obtuse and that it's teaching you things. However, this is the tutorial yeah. of literally mm-hmm. the controls. At least let's get everyone on the same level to understand how to play the game and then you can fuck around and, and do something weird. But at the start, at least let's like, let's even not mandatory but just be like tutorial this way great thanks i needed that Mm. that's all it needed
2: and i think people struggle with the idea that two things can be true at once is it good that they added a tutorial absolutely because no other game has a tutorial not really but also you can say that you've added a teacher and that that teacher sucks like there is there was not a good thought process that went behind it and it shows. And mm. I played in the closed network test as well. And before the cl- closed network test, they didn't have dude in the chair and they didn't have the thing that says the cave of knowledge. So it tells me that FromSoft as a, a company, kind of, and I'm now my lips are red. Um, it tells me that FromSoft as a company doesn't quite understand where the problems are. Because the problem that we brought to them was, hey, it's not evident that this is a tutorial area. And the way that they fixed it was to put some things around it and hope that people kind of figured it out from there. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take into account that if you're online, you're gonna have multiple spirits running around. You probably have multiple messages there. And you know, Lord forbid, someone made a message that was helpful, not that they can now that I think about it, that Mm -hmm. says something like tutorial here, Mm So, they have all sorts of stuff that's kind of like for new players, they don't, they're not going to read that and be like, oh, yeah, I'm instinctively going to trust this random spirit in a chair. That's assuming they talk to the spirit in a chair. Mm. Uh. And then it's also the part where I think that there's space to kind of like even add in like a small prompt or something like that. Like if you bypass the tutorial and go straight to the door, add a prompt that says, do you want to skip the tutorial? Yeah. That yeah. right there is a big indicator where it's like, oh, shit, there's a tutorial. Where is it? And now people are encouraged to run around. Um, Some suggestions that I made on a, a Twitter thread about it was some ideas that I had very quickly. Full disclosure, I'm not a game designer, so I will not speak to how, quote unquote, easy or hard this is. But these are just ideas. Um, One idea that I had was you can make it mandatory, which I can already hear Souls Bros groaning and going, that type of thing. It's a two to three minute thing. If you're a vet, just fly through it and keep it moving. Two, to three minutes of my playtime experience is not going to shave off the 100 plus hours I'm going to put in. Mm-hmm. So you can make it mandatory, put everyone in the same playing field, kind of like what Ed said, and then send you on your way. An alternative I thought of, so the door that's on the left is there. What you can do is you can make that a fog door and then say something like, you don't have enough uh, stone shroud keys to go through make the tutorial required that way, make the last item that's at the very top, instead of a gesture, make it a storm, uh, storm trial sword. It's, uh, that's not what it's called, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's with the stone keys basically. Yeah. So that the, the player has to jump down and use it to open the fog wall, which not only teaches you how to play the game, but then teaches you how those keys come into play for fog walls. Because <laughs> your bitch had like 12 of those bad boys and had no idea what to do with them. <laughs> until I saw someone in a playthrough open up a fog wall. And I was like, oh, okay. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity to kind of make that more streamlined. And I really just need Souls Bros to get over this hump where they're bothered by the idea of new players being anywhere ever. Like you can't ask for more people to play your game and then be a little shit when more people want to play your game. Yeah. I, I feel like
1: that's the thing is that they're just getting so protective over this thing of like, we created this community around the old Souls games, and then we don't want other people coming in and changing that. And it's like, but it's just allowing more people to play it and enjoy it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're clearly growing towards with elden ring so just let that happen
2: it's more people to talk about stuff like hey what did you think of the godric fight it's more people to talk about corny and weird ass lore and the thing for me that's like kind of outside of the entire conversation my personal win would be if we started talking about souls games the same way we do other games because i really strongly dislike the culture of oh i'm playing elden ring how many times have you died because nobody pulls up and asks you that about Dead Cells. Nobody asks you that when you're playing Rogue Legacy. Nobody asks you how many times did you die in Blasphemous or how long did this boss in Hollow Knight take you? Everyone is there for like, oh, what'd you think of this boss? Yeah, those movesets were cool. Yeah, that move was garbage. Oh, here's some stuff I use to make my fight easier. The conversations never go that direction. It is only with Soulsborne games that people are just like, man, that was a great fight it took me like four tries it was really really rough it's like i don't care how many times you fucking took to kill it um did you have fun Mm -hmm. did you did you enjoy yourself or are you just here for counting like if you if you want to count there's plenty of like math fields you can get into to get all the numbers you can handle i don't know yeah it's just i feel like it's a weird way to talk about a game in terms of just how many times you die and how long does something take And it's never, ever a case of this took me 100 hours because I enjoyed it so much. It's always this took me 100 hours because I died to Godric like for 10 or this took me 50 hours. But, you know, spoiler boss took me like 12 hours. It's just it's really weird energy. And I think that also kind of extracts a lot of fun out of it, too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
1: before before we started, you did say that you had a bit of a spicy take on Elden Ring. So I know know we don't have too much longer because you need to shoot, but I wanna hear what your spicy take is and why. I have
2: a spicy take that Elden Ring, as popular as it is right now, beyond challenge runs and speed runs is gonna fall off for a lot of people after about two months. And the reason I have that spicy take is because as someone who is at like kind of the midpoint of the game, What I'm starting to notice at large for a lot of people is that the magic of being open world is always persistent, but it's kind of also working against everyone playing because my favorite part of the game right now is running around and being a jackass, like running around and killing stuff, running around and exploring things, finding magic, doing all these cool things here and there. That is like my bread and butter of the game. But I kind of am finding, and again, this is like across the board that I'm noticing this too, not just me, that when it comes to things like exploring the catacombs, I'm finding myself looking at it and being like, okay, I'm going to go in, this will take me like 10 minutes or so because it'll be a short dungeon with a boss and that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's exacerbated further by the fact that people are noticing a lot of bosses are just rehashes. So the idea that there's death birds in the game i'm just like i didn't really care for the fight the first time i don't know that you're going to be able to compel me to do it three more times it's just there's a lot of copy pasta Mm -hmm. in terms of creating content and i think people are going to notice that and then the appeal of going out and doing that multiple times over it doesn't have the same hole that it does in previous games. So again, I'm going to spend two months playing Bloodborne. Bloodborne currently is my favorite one of the entire series. And there's a certain kind of magic to be had in kind of keeping the game a little bit more linear Mm -hmm. and having those fun things that are in the nooks and crannies to find, to learn about lore, to piece things together. The, The exploration in previous games was driven by lore and ways to kill stuff in this it's driven by just kind of running around and so it doesn't have that same kind of magic I feel and I've been sitting in some chats of a uh, fellow hitless runners who like are already making jokes about it too that they're just like they're routing for hitless and they're just like first it was a joke of why would I play Dark Souls 3 again when I have Elden Ring and it's so good and then it's like three minutes of silence and he's like no, but after like this person gets their run, I probably will bounce back to Dark Souls <laughs> 3. And I'm like, yeah, I can see that for a lot of people. I can see that for a lot of people. For mm. people who haven't been in Soulsborne games previously, I can see them hanging out with Eldering a lot more. Because that open world aspect is way more friendly and accepting and available than any other game that they've put out so far. And that should be talked about.
0: For somebody that loves Elden Ring and like is going to finish it and really enjoys it, is, that is their first one. Which one would you recommend playing
2: next? Next? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so if you really enjoyed Elden Ring and had a good time, let's go even further and say, you know what, you liked it so much you platinumed did. <laughs> I am still torn between recommending Dark Souls 3 or Bloodborne as the next step. Mm. Specifically because if you're hyper-aggressive, and you like to be like in the mix as often as possible, you're gonna go towards Bloodborne. Bloodborne rewards aggression. And that's why it's my, my favorite one. Cause I am just, I'm an Aggie player. I'm very, very aware of that. So I like Bloodborne the most. Um, but if you want something that's gonna be a little bit more gentle to letting you in and kind of like getting acclimated, Dark Souls three is a little bit more of that mixture of some aggression, but a lot of defense. Because in Dark Souls 3, if you're speed running, or not speed running, um, in Dark Souls 3, if you're rushing stuff, there's a lot of stuff that will get you killed like immediately because of that. So you have to play a little bit more cautiously in there. Um, I've never played Dark Souls 1 or 2, so I can't speak to those. Though a lot of people have made parallels between Elden Ring and Dark Souls 2, which interests me yeah. because like if this is similar to Dark Souls 2... I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of sitting down for a hot second and going, if this is similar, I don't think Dark Souls 2 would have been that bad then. I think people just disliked it because Miyazaki wasn't on it because, yeah. you know, fans. That, that's
1: literally it. Dark Souls 2 was my first, well, my first was Demon Souls, but then Dark Souls 2 was my first of the Dark Souls games. And I loved it, but then that's all I knew. I think what they did was they added a lot of things to make it even more difficult. Which maybe people didn't like. And again, like you say, Miyazaki wasn't on it, but it's still a brilliant game. It might not be as influential as the first Dark Souls game, but it's still a brilliant game. I would definitely recommend it to people.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, now I'm kind of mixed up because Dark Souls 1, people of all universities said, don't start there. I've heard some recommendations to start with Sekiro, and I have kind of contention against that just because Sekiro is such a different breed of game yeah than bloodborne mm. and dark souls by a long shot now coming off of elden ring you might do well with it
0: because sekiro Cause, is, it's been a while since i played it but isn't sekiro you don't really use defense on that as well
2: it's kind of rolling yeah in. what you doing yeah it's in powering. sekiro yeah you parry and That's you it. can jump and there's a la- there's a what it's a hook shot but the game doesn't call it that but it's a hook <laughs> shot but like yeah you can jump and then everything in sekiro You don't block; you parry. That's right. And if you miss your parry, it counts as a block. But you have posture, Mm. and if your posture breaks, you're you're up shit creek. That's right. It's a while since
0: I did. I stopped. I mean, I stopped after the guy on the horse at the very quite near the beginning. But um, I oh go the one that runs at you Won a horse Yeah it was quite early Gobu.
2: on god is was my favorite I saw him I was like I want your fucking horse And like literally Just went to murder town Cause so I'm like Give me your horse Give me your oh. horse And then I killed him And the horse was standing there I was like Fuck yeah I'm gonna take your horse And then the horse disappeared I was like This is racist I can't believe <laughs> this shit oh, This that's... is anti-black as hell yeah, I was... wanted the horse <laughs>
0: Well, now we've got a decent horse in uh, Elder Ring. But yeah, that was the first ever Souls boss I ever beat, like proper one. And uh, I was so proud of myself. But the, the, I didn't realize that there was like a killing blow. That, so that in my intro video, when I go live, there's a there's me going like, and I'd just beaten it. But then you see the red dot on it because I didn't know that there was the killing block. So I had to go and like, <laughs> I had to go and critical hit him again, like one more time. But I, luckily I didn't have to redo the whole fight. But that was, uh, I wasn't expecting that. And I was there too busy celebrating. <laughs>
2: I think you should go back to Sekiro because I want to see your reaction to a certain boss. I've
0: heard is it uh, a lady?
2: It is not.
0: Okay, because I've heard Oh, you're
1: thinking of Lady Butterfly, right? That's the one, yeah. Was, that's the next I say, boss.
2: I got I that far. It. See, that's I'll why I stopped. I don't give a fuck about Lady Butterfly. <laughs> okay. okay. She's cool. <laughs> see, that's why
0: I, the, another thing is you can't really grind whereas you can on Elden Ring. Whereas in where's uh, Sekiro you can't kinda you can't go in like hod souls to level up. Mm-hmm. So yeah i I really like it all right well i know you've got a meeting now so thank you so so much for uh for joining
1: yes thanks mr we need to get you back on to like talk more souls because this is it's super interesting and i i really want to hear your takes on the other games
2: i would love to come back in like a month to see how the player base Mm. has changed yeah i really really am interested in it i'm really interested in it because i have a couple of predictions my first prediction already came true i said for speed runs and challenge runs it's going to be nothing but vanguards and uh uh is it a vanguard or vagabond i always fuck that up but it's going to be nothing but uh vanguards and samurai and people are like oh they might mix it up i was like they won't Mm-mm. they won't and the first runs that came out every single one is a samurai and i was like there's no mm-hmm. reason not to roll samurai he has good starting stance he has a really good starting sword that causes bleed mm-hmm. and then a lot of people are running hoarfrost, which in order to get access to that all they need is one point decks. Yeah, hmm. they're gonna run samurais for a lot of them, and yeah. people were just like, "Wow, you called that?" And I was like, "It's like I know how game design works."
0: You do. <laughs> no, I really, yeah. I'm. I'd love. Would love to have you back. Um, yeah, so as soon as you like. I mean, yeah, we can talk. Because maybe who knows? By then, we might have even finished it. Although, yeah, there's a. I'm not banking. I'm on taking I'm my time. Slow gamer. say, taking...
2: I'm a notoriously slow gamer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I want to from... Yeah, now I know how to grind and stuff. I'm like, I'm not going to go and face a boss until I'm quite sure that I've got a chance of beating it now. So I'm, I'm quite happy to grind a bit.
2: All right. Well, well thank you. Yeah. Stick around,
1: everyone, because we're going to uh, keep talking about the headlines as we always do every week. Um, but Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. And if anybody wants to uh, find Pleasantly Twisted, you can find Pleasantly Twisted on twitch.tv slash Pleasantly Twisted, T-W-S-T-D. And can we find you
2: anywhere else? I'm on Twitter under the same name. And that's where I talk about activism stuff. I talk about a lot of black and queer issues and I talk about game design and game dev. On top of that, I've been talking very exhaustively about Elden Ring, but don't worry. I have to go back and drag Darkest Dungeon 2 as well. So that's on my queue and agenda. I do game reviews sometimes over on YouTube, again, under the same name. And that's where I archive all my streams. So if you miss a stream, I got it over there for you. Although I don't have none of February yet, I'm a slack ass. I'm a slack ass.
0: <laughs> I'm oh, I started you with know right mine. Now. Takes forever.
2: <laughs> yeah, it just, it's just—it's such a tedious process. And then, um, if you like cats, food, fun, hair, and nails, I have that all on my Instagram.
0: What mark do you want? There you go. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, let me go and switch to the. To Thanks, thank you. Yeah. I'll go in now. Uh, just wait, cause this will now. Uh. Just change Ed's uh, screen as soon as uh, it's just us two. Right. Well, we have been playing some other games. Yeah, you're good to go <laughs> whenever, because I'll uh, I'll just adjust the uh, the image a bit. But we have been playing some other games, haven't we? Right, here we go. This is where you're very small. have. Oh, my fucking words. Wait, no, it's okay. I can do this. There we go. It's there we going go. To look a little bit bigger. There we are. Um, yeah, we have been playing some other games as well, apart from Eldritch. I mean, is there anything else on that you want to talk about?
1: Um, no, I think Vanessa said everything, to be honest. I mean, I'm not a huge amount further than what we talked about last week. Um, but yeah, it's great that, you know, last week for everyone who was here, we we had Amanda, who was a newcomer to the series. And then we wanted to get Vanessa in to talk from a sort of more veteran perspective, mm-hmm. um, which has been great. So um, yeah. That has been very much taking up my time, but there are a couple of other games that I have played this week, Um, both of which are essentially demos. Um, The first is Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which is out in a couple of weeks' time, Um, but the demo is available for free. It is the most adorable shit that I've ever played. I loved Um, watching you stream this. This was great. It was so good. Um, Kirby, FYI, is a he. I did not realise that. Um... But he, he is referred to as a he in the game. Um, I've 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 said this before. I've never played a Kirby game before. I sort of knew what to expect. Um, and I'm absolutely loving this. It's it's very Mario 3D world, I feel, in terms of its perspective and sort of level design. Um, but with lots of sucking and what's not to love there?
0: Yeah, and blowing.
1: Um, sucking and blowing, mm-hmm. exactly, which is great. <laughs> um and and sucking up a car to see how wide kirby's mouth goes um which is very wide um also there are really um really adorable little like corgi dog enemies that are so fluffy and cute and they just fall asleep on the side and then you eat them and it's just adorable the whole thing is amazing i'm i'm super 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 excited to get the full game now
0: yeah and you're gonna are you gonna be streaming the full game
1: i hope so i hope so um just just for me taking screenshots constantly <laughs> yeah
0: we saw all of those yeah that was it looks it looks great and i'm yeah yeah I'm glad so it was fun.
1: if you haven't played it already it's literally the first three levels of the game i played it at about 45 minutes i think um so mm-hmm. it's not too long you get some little extras from the main game if you finish it um which is not long but i would thoroughly recommend going and playing that for free if you have a switch um what you can also play for free on the switch that came out today is chocobo grand prix now there is a light version of the game um that you can play for free as opposed to the the full game so you don't get access to everything um it is essentially mario kart but with chocobo and final fantasy characters
0: is the, are the graphics great because obviously mario kart is a very old game now uh so does this look better
1: um it actually looks quite good. Okay. It actually doesn't look too bad. Um, in terms of presentation, I mean, there is a story mode. There is one race that you're allowed to do in light until it says, <laughs> please go buy the full version, um, which is just a little training thing. And it has really irritating voice acting, um, which is which is strange. There's like this odd story, clearly with Moogles and whatever else. Some games just do
0: not need a story. It's like Ollie no. Olly World. I love all early world. I was playing it, but it's like they're all talking about some kind of ice cream and sundays, and, and I'm like, I don't care. I just want to skateboard. Let yeah. me skateboard through these levels. I don't want... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, in terms of controls, it is literally Mario Kart. <laughs> um, and it, it, even the drift and everything is the same. The one thing I will say is that it uses L and R instead of ZL and ZR. And I, from what I can tell, you can't remap it. And that's really annoying because... That is so much more comfortable than the little ones on the top. Um, so that's annoying.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, but otherwise, it's it's literally Mario Kart, so you can jump straight in. Um, the one thing I I really don't like, but it will grow on me if I if I play it more, um, are the weapons and items. So what it is is that again, you kill. There are materia things basically that you pick up, and they're all the different weapons. But it's not immediately apparent what they are or What they do, so Mario Kart is obvious there's a banana, you're going to put it down, and people are going to slip on it. It's just really obvious and to the point. Slash, also, we've had 25 30 years of playing Mario Kart, of yeah, we, just, know. <laughs> we we all know what red shells are. Um, whereas with this, it, it's not clear what the weapons are unless I've missed something in the menu, which is quite possible. Um, so I'm picking up material, not knowing what the weapons are and not knowing if I if, if it's a good one, if it's a bad one, I don't know. So that's going to take a bit of time to learn. And the game hasn't really doesn't really teach you that, which is a bit annoying. Maybe it does in the full version. So that's an annoying thing, which meant that I ended up losing in the final tournament, which oh so this me. is
0: why you hate it.
1: And I haven't picked it up again. Um however that said tournament I think is actually quite cool, which is this sort of big I was going to say big innovation. It's not an innovation. But what it has is an almost battle royale mode, which is its big sort of selling point, really called Chocobo Grand Prix. And basically it's 64 players online, which is split into a series of eight player races. And whoever is in the top four of those moves on to the next round, which is then 32, 16, and then a final eight. And I got to the final eight and then came eighth. (laughs) And that's when I was like, nope.
0: That's what I. Meet. That's oh, that's a bit like the bowling game in uh, in because I we didn't really even I don't think we ever spoke about that that I played some of the, um, switch spots. Yes. Anyway, yeah, I played a bit of switch, switch spots. Um, and there's the bowling thing like that where yeah, you mm. you start out at, I think it's sixteen, and then four of you disappear or is it the top half? Is it thirty two right. or sixteen? I don't know, but I think it might be sixteen. Yeah. And then it cuts down to eight, and then it cuts down to four, and then I think it's like three then two and then obviously the winner um yeah and i I came third i think or fourth it was
1: uh i was very proud of myself (laughs) for it but it was yeah that was i quite like that it's a fun yeah it's a really cool sort of tournament that i would love to see in mario kart that i can play vaguely better um (laughs) but it's fun in this it's it's a nice little addition and with the light version you can play it online yeah for free you can play this mode um i believe there is a uh season pass as well um and so it's not free the season pass i, mean, I don't think free. i mean free the game no. isn't free
0: because it sounds like it would be
1: a successful free-to-play game if it's got a season you pass. would think you would think but it's i think the, the full version is, is not free but you get you can at least try it with the light version so if you're a mario kart fan and you're a fan of fun Mar- of Final fantasy you want another racing kart game chocobo grand prix is a lot better than i think people expected um like i said the handling's fun it looks nice um i'd say it's worth giving it a go um at least for free in the light version um and spoiler for next week's podcast what's also available for free is a demo of stranger of paradise final fantasy origin which i'm gonna go play this week and talk about next week so that's also available for free on playstation if you want to go and give that a go
0: and i'm gonna be playing this the next week and be talking about it triangle strategy I got that. Jealous. Yeah, I'm gonna just I just keep showing it to uh to upset you. I uh it's unopened. It's got a collectors. It's well, it's not collectors, but it did come with some fancy things. Um but yeah. Speaking of uh racing games that look really ugly, uh no, I'm joking. I've been playing <laughs> some Gran Turismo 7, um, which is as you can imagine, it's a beautiful game. And it plays really well. It's it's exactly what you expect from Gran Turismo. There's a weird kind of career mode there isn't really a career mode you go to a cafe in there and a guy gives you a menu and then on the menu are like three car well a lot of these missions are that there's three cars that you need to collect and sometimes you might already have one or even two on the list um but you have to then it'll kind of guide you to which races to do to kind of complete the menu and by doing these menus uh like literally like a a restaurant menu not like a know, an in-game menu, like an actual restaurant menu, because it's in the cafe. Um, You can then unlock further things and you get a little kind of, well, he'll explain and give you some history about the store, about those cars. Um, Yeah. So I've just been really doing, going through that. I mean, it's not just complete these races. Some of them is like, go and wash your car. Like, okay, go and wash my car. And then I've unlocked another menu or I've unlocked some other stuff. And It takes you like a couple of hours to unlock online. I haven't played online yet, Um, but it is weird like how gradual these things unlock, like tuning your car. It's one of the first things you unlock, but it's not there, you know, straight off the bat. I've only just recently unlocked missions, um, which have got some interesting, some very interesting missions. Like one of them was, I needed, within 30 seconds, I needed to overtake a bunch of cars that were in front of me. Um, But there's also one where you have to get as far as possible on a tiny bit of, uh, how dare you, Miko? Yes, he is very bored. He did play a bit. Um, But yeah, you have to, (laughs) like you've got the tiny, tiny bit of petrol and you have to get as far as you can. Um, And I saw somebody trying that out, which was uh, interesting to see. Because if you just put your foot down, you go like 100 meters. But the person that like got the record is like 4,000. I don't know how they did it. Uh, but yeah, so there's, there's just so much stuff. But I, I feel like it is aimed at people who really want a car sim because it is a car simulation. I mean, it is the car simulation game more than like an arcade. But there are a lot of assists. There's like steering assists, there's braking assists. So if you if you aren't very good at these games, but you do really want to you know, drive them around, then you can.
1: So I played it for about 20 minutes to, to just to test it. Yeah. And what I will say is that it looks very pretty. And taking screenshots is very pretty of some very, very shiny looking cars. Um, And I'm sure I I saw a video where apparently the type of paint that is used on cars is particularly shiny. And they have literally textured these cars to replicate that paint. Which, I mean, the, the detail that they've gone to in this game is genuinely impressive. Even if you don't like cars, it's genuinely impressive what they've done there. Hmm. What I can also appreciate is the eccentricity of it. Oh, really? That as yeah. much as it's like a car sim game with menus that look like spreadsheets, it's also got lots of sort of quirky, eccentric things and little sound effects. And like you say, the fact you go to a cafe and... Um, uh, like to, to you know collect yeah. cars on a menu like it, it's kind of silly really and have you ever left- and i sort of appreciate that i'm
0: guessing you haven't left the game for a while like you haven't not touched it because it brings up a screensaver oh i've
1: not touched it for a week
0: yeah i know but you, like if you leave it and don't play <laughs> like if you're just leaving it on a menu within a few minutes up pops kind of a history but not only a history of cars a history of the world while cars were being made so it was like 1997, the Spice Girls released Wannabe and get to like number one. And then it's like, and this also, this car was also released in that year. And it's uh, very eccentric and, like, and quite... I,
1: I appreciate that eccentricity. But at the same time, when I unlock a car or like three cars, what I don't want is then for someone to go, oh, congratulations, you have unlocked these cars. These were created in 1995 using the XYZ breaking system I'm like, no, not i don't you. care yeah. just let me fucking race go play just let me put my foot down and get around a fucking racetrack i oh. do not expect me to break i am not interested in a racing game that expects me to break
0: well i've been breaking i'm been uh, i'm enjoying it uh but yeah so it sounds like a lot of people in the chat have zero interest in it and you know what maybe <laughs> it's not for you maybe it's not for you like if people I'm don't happy like it... difficult games maybe elden ring isn't for
1: you I I am very happy that it exists for people that love it. And I can appreciate, like I said, I can appreciate how people might enjoy it and how pretty it is. And it's definitely like it's pushing the capabilities of the console. So I fully appreciate what it's doing, but I also appreciate it's just not for me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's not for you, but it is for many, many people. Um, There are bits in it that I that don't interest me, like tuning the car and adjusting things. And apparently in online, you can like, you can tune your car while you're waiting for the race. So people can, who know that stuff can really try and get the most out of their car and and potentially win just from that. Uh, Whereas I wouldn't mind if it was online, I would quite like it being on. Well, I'd quite like the online races to be like, you know, everybody's got exactly the same setup and just go and have fun. Um, But it seems like, yeah, you can, you know, you don't, you do get benefits from all this faffing around. Uh, the money to get it is quite slow. It's quite slow to earn the credits. There's like some cars that are a million or eight hundred, nine hundred thousand credits.
1: And how intrusive is the real world money? Stuff? Oh yes,
0: because there are. You can top up. No, um, it's not intrusive at all. I keep forgetting okay. that it's there. To be honest, sometimes it'll say like top up, but no, it's um, but it doesn't come up as like a pop up or anything. It's just like underneath in kind of like a a faded font when it comes up with your credits, um. But no, it, I'm I'm loving this though. I'm really enjoying it. I've I turned off the braking assist because I've been like, you know what? I'm gonna break. I'm gonna learn to brake myself, and I'm getting better and better at it. And I can see myself improving. And quite a lot of the time, because now I'm now I'm doing my driving license. I'm going for my. Oh no, I just completed actually. I just completed my uh, national B. No, national A license. Uh, so I can continue with the next few
1: missions. That means absolutely nothing to me. But I can okay.
0: Corner. I can do some <laughs> cornering now.
1: And oh, just, you've learned to steer. Well yeah, done. Yeah, it's difficult.
0: But um, <laughs> if anybody's interested, because I know I'm, my streams are a little bit, uh, yeah, not non-existent right now. Uh, hopefully next Tuesday when BT uh, business comes around and, you know, I'll have decent internet and be able to stream a bit more like that. Uh, but until then, I'm going to do a few YouTube videos. And one of them is I'm going to be, yeah, have a video of me playing Gran Turismo, but with the G29 steering wheel for the first time. So you can see how badly I go and I'm going to mess around with all the settings because you can have like races where and control the weather. So you can say, okay, I'm going to start out and it's going to be sunny and then the middle of the race we're going to have a torrential downpour and then it'll be sunny by the end of the race but obviously the track will be wet and you can really like mess around with that and have it exactly how you want and I'm, I'm intrigued to play that.
1: And then no one, will, no one will ever want to get into a car that you're driving. That's ever. true.
0: I mean, I've heard about you driving.
1: I passed first time with two minors. When was the last time you drove? About 11 years ago. (laughs) And why did you stop? Because I crashed my mum's car. (laughs) And where did the car end up? Flipped over in a ditch. Exactly. So you can't... (laughs) I haven't say anything about me. Look, a pheasant ran in front of me (laughs) out of nowhere, and I thought I would be very nice to nature and try and avoid it, and I swerved. (laughs) I was also 10 miles an hour under the limit, so I was not speeding, but I skidded across the road, I hit the curb, I flipped the car over into a ditch, and I was taken to hospital in in an ambulance, strapped to a (sighs) backboard, and I was totally fine, thankfully. (sighs) And I haven't driven since.
0: Exactly, so, uh, you know, we we'll still let Ed take me to Mackey's drive-through. Says Miko. <laughs> Money's the designated driver. That. Yeah. Okay, man. If you come over <laughs> yeah. here, you're designated driver. I mean, I've never crashed a car. I slightly reversed it into a railing and smashed the light, but that was it. And that was only because it was icy and I braked, and the car just continued moving, even at like five miles an hour. Got to pump, pump the brake. It was a weird thing because it was I was parked in, but the railing wasn't parallel to the parking thing. It was kind of going in, so it was oh, it was an awful angle.
1: Sweat so says In Canada We're taught to drive Through the animal Either they get out of the way Or they don't If I ever see a pheasant again I'm going to speed up And I'm going to run over That little fucker Until it splats everywhere
0: Oh But you know Try and kill it Without doing too much damage Because they taste really nice uh, misbehave. Do they? I'm yeah not big,
1: I'm not a big lover of pheasant oh. And now we've gone from Tea to cars to pheasant
0: fes- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, A pheasant trying in front of my car Is the most British thing I've ever heard Yeah I mean that's fair ah but yeah so that's uh grand turismo 7 check out on youtube if you want to see the video of it um you can see me messing around with the with the steering wheel and pedals because that should be fun okay very nice um apart from that I i don't think i've been playing any what else have i been playing i'm sure i've been playing something else elden ring no
1: well apart from that yeah i don't know well we'll
0: we'll see you next time
1: the defenses, I wasn't even driving fast. I wasn't,
0: yeah, was.
1: I was doing like fifty in a sixty mile an hour road, country road. Jesus. Who were you with? Um, I was with my best friend at the time. At the she's time. no longer my best friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that why or no. okay. <laughs>
1: uh, we were both fine, Thankfully. good, good. Wow. but yeah, that was that was one of the worst phone calls I've ever had to make where I had to call my mum and be like, mum i have just crashed your car sorry
0: how did she react
1: um both my parents then came and drove to to find us on the country roads where the ambulance and the police were from the cars behind me that had called um and and they were very worried when they saw me you you know with a gas mask on and strapped to a backboard but i i knew (laughs) i was fine i could feel everything i was like i can tell i'm fine um and they were fine until then. The end of the day, where then they were like, you "Fucking idiot!" Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'm not sure if they've quite forgiven me.
0: No, <laughs> they still hold that
1: grudge. <laughs> mm.
0: Driving slowly into the ditch. You do mi- We do miles per hour, not kilometers per hour. That's true. Uh, my so- my son tot- Jinx says my son totaled my car a block away from the house the day after he got his license.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah, this was about a year after I passed. So. I'd been driving a fair bit and, you know, I was decent and, and safe until pheasants. Yeah. And never driven since. Well, now I live in London. You don't need to. You just get the tube or a bus or a yeah. Uber. That's true. Depends <laughs> how posh you are. Um, I don't get Ubers often. <laughs> it's just, it's there as an option. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, should we go into what's been split in the news?
1: Yes. We should finish up with the headlines. This is all back well, to front. It's very well, we, strange.
0: We do have like the Elden Ring chat. Uh, so we do have a few people's comments on it. Should we say that for after the news or now while we're talking about games? Let's or? do it after.
1: Let's, Let's finish up with the community.
0: Yeah, community. And by the way, that, and this will give a bit of warning for people. If you have opinions on Elden Ring, uh, let us know in the Split the Screen channel in Discord. We're going to be talking about it in probably about 15 minutes. So uh, go and put your comments in there. I've seen that we've got a couple of uh, lengthy comments, which was great. So I'm looking forward to reading them and talking about it. Put,
1: it, put in your spiciest takes. Oh, yes. Please. Well, speaking of racing games. <gasps> more? There is more racing game. The... Ooh.
0: the yeah. Go on. No, no, sorry. I just remembered uh, another news article item, but we'll talk after this. Remind okay. me.
1: Um, the greatest racing series ever made... is finally coming to the switch forza no um f-zero x is coming to the n64 nintendo switch online expansion i fucking love f-zero f-zero x is absolutely incredible it looks like dog shit it plays amazing it has an incredible soundtrack um and it's out tomorrow (gasps) so please go play it
0: do you need the bad news what's the bad news lego star wars the skywalker saga is not online co-op it's not it's couch co-op
1: oh and we were going to stream that well we could still stream it it just means we have to be in the same room unfortunately Mm, yeah we'll find a way to get around that we'll find a way uh jinx f zero x um the f zero series actually i say all this it's it's already on the switch because it's the snes version Mm. is actually already on the snes but f0x is is on there it is ditch free um and you can speed around and then flip off the track it's amazing um so yeah go play f0x it's amazing Mm. i highly recommend um where actually let's end with that one so um We mentioned last week that various companies have responded to the situation in Russia and Ukraine. That has continued to this week. Um, Various companies are now no longer selling things in Russia. We won't go into that now. But what I will recommend to you um, is on itch.io, there is a bundle for Ukraine um, and you can go and buy that. It is a minimum donation of $10, but you can pay more if you want. Um, there are a thousand games included in this bundle.
0: <laughs> if you want to triple your Steam library in uh, a few seconds, yeah,
1: it's um, it, it's not all video games. There are some like tabletop games. There are different videos. There are like art books and things. as it? It's it, it, there are loads of different things in there. So it's not just video games, but a thousand items basically in this bundle. But even within that, there are some games that we've talked about on the stream it's got celeste in there wonder song it's got wonder song it's got a short hike skatebird Bab- skateboard Baba is you thirsty sword a great lesbians game. thirsty sword lesbians super hot um super hot yeah it's got cross code <sighs> which is a really cool action rpg which is the main reason i bought this because i've been wanting that for ages baba is you i, I love that, that game did you celeste yeah. great I, I said that as well oh, i don't listen great uh um, arcade spirits yeah arcade spirits which is a great um a visual novel really mm-hmm. inclusive get it um so yeah and, and this is literally it's ten dollars and for a great cause so i would highly recommend going and getting that i would there get are that. tons of games
0: i would get it but um i've got to wait for my card
1: <laughs> great yes well it, it'll be available for a while i'm sure Good. so so please go get that it's uh it's really amazing um, and mm-hmm. what I'm actually gonna do is I'm gonna put it in the chat now, a link to the bundle. To you know So if today, you're interested, go get it.
0: Today is Mario Day.
1: Today is Mario Day. Mark 10th. Um, there isn't really much Mario knees, or at least I wasn't gonna bring it up. But if you're a Lego fan, there is now gonna be a Princess Peach Lego Mario set. Mm. And that's about it. Are you gonna get it? No. Oh. Um for those of us who have played Sifu, they still haven't added an easy mode, but what they have added is Mandarin voiceover. So if you want that slightly more authentic Chinese vibe, um, there is now a full Chinese voice cast in Mandarin. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I think what they're tr- what's interesting about this, I think, is that because there was this whole discourse about Chinese stereotypes... Um, Slow clapper really trying to push that actually people in China love this game and look here's all the Chinese voice actors talking about the game and how amazing it is and how <laughs> authentic it is um, and look at us with Mandarin voice acting so it's quite interesting that they're pushing that narrative but it's available if you want it mm. um, but I
0: I I want a game that maybe doesn't need maybe not an easy mode but you know one that a friend can join me to play we're not getting to that yet Ben hold up. trying to get a segue there but no
1: it's coming i see what you're doing with the segue but it's coming um there are various uh tv adaptations coming or being talked about there's now talks that amazon are eyeing up a god of war live action television adaptation all right sure whatever it's coming i'm sure the amount of times you said will play kratos in about the last two minutes Wow, wow, I'll just gloss over that. Um, Anyway, God of War might be coming. Also from Amazon, the big game at the moment is Lost Ark. Is it? It is, it's huge. It's, It's hitting all the top stream concurrent viewers. It's the most talked about thing at the moment, but what is terrible in it is the representation of women. Oh,
0: I read an article on, uh, I think it was The Gamer uh, about this.
1: Oh, and I'm sure they linked back to Eurogamer (laughs) that originated the story. Thank you. Um, Yeah, basically, if you haven't played it, um, there are some poor decisions around the representation of women. Um, A lot of the classes in the game are gender locked. So, for instance, you can only be a warrior if you're a man, because, of course... Of course, only men are big and strong enough to carry a sword. Um, And if you want to be a mage, you can only play as a woman because, of course, that means wearing skimpy armor. Um, So I asked them for comment and they somewhat addressed it. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, they didn't apologize. They didn't Um, really
0: make it that much better, did they?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't really give a good reason and they didn't apologize. But what they have said is that they are changing up and bringing in new classes that will no longer be gender locked. So they are working on a female berserker. Um, That's the next class that's coming. Um, What they've said is that classes are tied pretty closely to their character models in terms of function and animation. So bringing opposite gender classes uh, characters to a class takes more work than just making a differently gendered model available. Really? Sure. (laughs) Sure. But apparently they are actively working on it. So that will be coming. What they've also done is they've are um, they've made adjustments so that the more revealing options for armor yeah. won't be front and center in places like our marketing or the initial character creation screen. We are also including in some uh, new outfit options that are not quite as revealing but these are an addition and not a replacement. As we are aware of the balance between hardcore fans who want a Lost Ark experience that is close to the original Korean version and new players who may not like the current armor and costume options, i.e. people in the East and people in the West, we are adding outfits and alternatives to the game instead of taking away options.
0: Mm. Just make Great. skimpy male armor. That's all we want.
1: Right? Exactly. Keep like... them skimpy female, but give us skimpy male outfits exactly let's make it equal shall we exactly um so there we go yeah it's now exceeded 20 million global users mm. for like a free to play action rpg which to be fair is huge um so it is doing very well but i think in the move from east to west it's just different cultures and the game hasn't changed to address that and they need yeah. to address that
0: the thing is, like, there'll be people in Korea saying exactly the same as what you're saying here. But people are like, oh, no, it's Korea. They're like this. Like, no, I'm th- yeah. guarantee there'll be people over there going, like, this is demeaning to women.
1: Yeah. They're just not as vocal. Yeah. Um. So that's that. Um. It is the 30th anniversary, 35th anniversary, sorry, of the Final Fantasy series.
2: Ooh.
1: And Square Enix have launched a couple of new things. They've launched a new website which they launched on Wednesday ahead of the uh, PlayStation State of Play, which we'll get to. Oh, because um, they,
0: they announced the Pixel remasters on console, didn't they?
1: They did not. Oh. But people thought that they might. Um, so, yeah, they haven't really launched anything new, but they're saying that more things are coming this year. So that's nice. Mm, good for um, them. But what they've also launched is a new Square Enix music channel on YouTube, mm-hmm. which actually is quite lovely because... All of the Final Fantasy soundtracks and various other Square Enix games are now available on YouTube that you can go listen to. So th- I think most of them were already on Spotify and Apple, but if you don't want to use them, they're now on YouTube. Um, but also on there are various like live performance videos. They've got some really cool music, uh, remixed music playlists on there, um, some interviews, things like that. So there's actually quite a lot of content if you want to listen to some wonderful Final Fantasy soundtracks during your working day, I do. that is now available. Speaking of music, mm. there is also coming next year a new Moomin game, which hey, is based the all around... Me-
0: we love the living, the Moomins. Exactly. Mm.
1: Uh, and it's, all, it's called The Melody of Moomin Valley, and it's all about music. Um, and it just looks like the most adorable thing ever. It's got such a beautiful art style, and I really, really want to play it. Mm. Are you a fan of the Moomins? I loved the Moomins.
0: Yeah, with uh, Snort Maiden, Snort Maiden.
1: Um, yes. Is that one of them? Maybe. I can't remember the Snork character Maiden. names now. Snork Maiden. Yeah. Was that <laughs> Salt Maiden? That's Elden Ring. <laughs>
0: so yeah, Snork. Yeah, Snork Maybe. Maiden was the one with uh, the naked lady with just a bit of hair on
1: her head uh, and do you mean Little Mai?
0: no it was the yeah what was the little short one that was uh That's Little Snuf- Mai oh who's Snufkin Moomin Papa remember. Moomin Troll Moomin Mama yeah. Hattie Fatina Snork Maiden Snufkin and Little Mai yes Little Mai Snufkin was uh, was the one that looked like Robin Hood
1: yes and Snufkin is who you play as in this game
0: Oh, well, I really want... Is, is Snufkin a boy or a girl?
1: What do you think? Um, That's a very good question. I feel like Snufkin's a boy. Snufkin is a boy. Yeah.
0: Is Snufkin a Moomin in love?
1: Is this a Google question? His
0: best friend is Snufkin, whom is assumed by many Moomin fans. Who's Moomin? Moomin's the lead. Moomin. Oh, but I thought Moomin was the as the kind of you know what they are the breed <laughs>
1: <laughs> breed
0: I you know the, the
1: species well I think I okay I feel like Moomin Troll is the lead but he's known just as Moomin.
0: So apparently Moomin and Snufkin are in love. His best friend is Snufkin whom is assumed by many Moomin fans to be in a romantic relationship. However this hasn't been confirmed by the author and it suggested suggested their relationship is open to interpretation. It is hinted. Uh, that he's the romantic interest the snot maiden no no Moomin's gay
1: yes yeah I love that I have read a couple of the books and they're really depressing but in a really wonderful way
0: oh I like I quite like that
1: yeah I genuinely if you haven't read them I think you should go read them because I think you would you would enjoy them you like sad things
0: I do I like oh god what was the um, the movie that was sad and depressing but really sweet Um, where the wild things are oh my god you always use that as an example Exactly, you're gonna to have to watch it and then you will. It is the most depressing children's movie,
1: okay? Imagine that, but finish with white, weird looking creatures, and that's Moomin's, Mike but fin- like amazing. amazing people, okay? <laughs> Read them on stream for us. What a little nighttime, bedtime story of, of the Moomin's. And they
0: is it a cartoon like strip
1: or is it an actual book? No, it's an actual book, oh. but Tove is it uh, Tove Janssen. Um she um I think she drew the characters. So I think there are pictures in the books, I think, or at least the covers anyway. So she designed all the characters and wrote the stories. Oh, well, that's exciting. What we really need are some of our wonderful Finnish followers to be in chat to tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, we are very wrong. Well, I'm sure we are. Anyway, the game looks adorable. Please go play it. It's it it almost reminds me, um, what was that really crap? Cozy uh, Animal Crossing wannabe game, Co Cozy Grove. Cozy Grove. Cozy Grove. The graphics remind me almost a little bit of that, but nicer. And when does it come out? Uh, next year, so it's a while away. I will play it. um But yeah, I really want to play it. So the
0: Jockster is the character who appears in the Moomin's book
1: uh, earlier named the Explode.
0: The book is about Moomin Papa, who tells Moomin and his friends about his youth, and the Jockster is one of his friends. Uh, and Jock, the jockster is in a website and has an entry on this website called Sexipedia. Oh. Um, and it's a, a weird character. Archetypes father figure, Dilf, uh, marked canon, fanon, divergence, monster features, unkempt man. And then, well, it, now I'm interested. Still a bit twinky, but he counts by virtue of the sheer number of people attracted to him, but specifically because he's a dad. He's snuffkins dad. Well, yeah.
1: that's the book I want to get and read.
0: There you go. So that's, <laughs> uh, so enjoy that. If any Moomin character should be a sexy man, it's the Hobgoblin, somebody said. Um, And Jockster is my favourite Dilf. So.
1: Moomin Hobgoblin yeah oh he looks terrifying oh
0: well there we go let's not look at moving pawn all day
1: um no, let's not um <laughs> let's move on to our final news piece which was last night oh yeah it was the sony playstation state of play and it was amazing it was dire is what it was eh, well, the state i don't of think
0: play it was is ter- dire. i don't think well there are a lot of games I'll be like, you know what? If you give me that for free, I'd play it. <laughs> yeah, Ed brought up a cozy game and within a few minutes we're talking about porn. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. There was one thing in it that definitely piqued my interest.
1: Well, well, well. let's just run through what was announced very quickly and we'll talk about it as we go. Dino so Crisis. The first, the first was, was not Dino Crisis. Oh. It was Exoprimal that looks like capcom have done a netflix of what's popular let's throw together mechs and multiplayer and dinosaur zombies yeah. and put them all together in a game
0: literally those dinosaurs could have been replaced with zombies and it would be the same game
1: why are they raining from the sky
0: because they were like it's like maybe it was a zombie game and they were like oh there's so many zombie games can we just change them what about dinosaurs yeah okay let's just turn them into dinosaurs
1: awful absolutely awful um I we then got We then got a fresh trailer for Ghostwire Tokyo, which I'm really excited about, but it was hardly new news. It was just, it's coming and we knew that. So it's a nice new trailer. I really want to play it and that's great, but it wasn't new and exciting. Also not new and exciting was stranger of paradise, final fantasy origin. The fact that there's a demo leaked beforehand anyway. Um, And again, it was just, here's another trailer that it's coming and it's like next week. It's coming. Um, So there's that. Um, also from square enix because this was essentially just a square enix show um for spoken which has been delayed until the 11th of october i think this might be a bit shit
0: unspoken
1: it's just the movement looks cool and the magic has potential but why are you playing as someone with a talking bracelet why Mm. Who thought that a talking bracelet was a good idea? Hey, Siri. Hey, yeah, Siri. Exactly. Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Ring, fit. Um,
0: ring Fit has a talking ring. That is true.
1: Yeah. I, Knight Rider. I'm more interested in a ring than a bracelet. Um. Next, there was Gundam Evolution. Buzz for, light, yeah, all yeah, Buzz the, light, for all the weebs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which I'm, th- I'm sure they'll be thrilled about. Then there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Cowabunga Collection, which is a collection of 13 games from the past, of which maybe two are good, maybe?
0: Mm. Did, did, not no, interested not interest at all.
1: <laughs> no. Gigabash, which is a kaiju brawler. Next. No um jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r which is a remake of a 2013 fighting game based on the anime i don't know
0: there was a lot of hentai stuff and i have no idea i don't it's get it
1: it's not hentai it's the same thing is it it's hentai anime.
0: hentai in japan and in korea it's anime or something like that that's what i read
1: well you read incorrectly
0: I and you're the clearly trolling right
1: now and i'm <laughs> Biting <laughs> and saying that hentai is just a porn version of anime.
0: Well, okay. I'll take your word for it. Just because that's what you
1: look at. <laughs> manga, um, what's the
0: difference between manga and anime? Is manga the books?
1: Manga is the books and anime is the, is the animation.
0: So, what's the difference between manga and
1: comics? Manga's Japanese. But what about a
0: Japanese comic? Is manga. Oh, there you go.
1: It's literally what it is. Who knew? A lot of people in chat, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Japanese, um, Trek to Yomi, Mm -hmm. um, which is essentially 2D Ghost of Tsushima in black and white. Um, And a lot
0: shorter, hopefully.
1: (laughs) Yes, I hope so. Um, I I think, again, it's made by a Western developer. It's Devolver that are are publishing it. It actually looks quite good, I think. Um, But it, it is literally just Ghost of Tsushima 2D. Which is fine.
0: And it's all in black and white.
1: Yes. Um, Then we had the surprise and the best thing of of the presentation. Even I like this. Which is that Returnal is getting a co-op mode. Now, Returnal, I have waxed lyrical about on the Game of the Year podcast because it was my Game of the Year last year. And you weren't as keen.
0: No, I thought it was shit.
1: But now... Ben's doing Ed's racing game phase. <laughs> well,
0: as Fine. Because I'm,
1: I'm annoying. <laughs> um, now it means we can play it together and I can carry you.
0: Maybe we should do that instead of Star Wars uh, Skywalker.
1: I think we should try and make both of these things work. Yes. Um, Returnal is brilliant, but I do feel like I, I admit that it is a very difficult game. I, I mean, I still haven't finished it. There's a whole discourse around challenge. Fine. Parking that for a second. I do feel like adding a co op mode is almost their way of saying, like, hey, if you think the game's a bit too difficult, then hey, maybe you can get a friend in to help you. And whether wait, they make it more wait, difficult to compensate, no, I'm wait, not sure.
0: Wait, I heard wait. that you don't even need to bring in a friend. You can summon a random person in to help you. You can. So anybody can. So that is an easy mode.
1: Yeah. It, unless you're it, it, summoning it is,
0: it's, me hey it <laughs> sucks
1: to be you <laughs> yeah so you can basically play online with randomers or you can make it a closed game to play it with a friend so it, it, it is very kind of dark Soulsy, actually which is which is really cool i think um <laughs> it's
0: driving into a ditch isn't parking
1: look, <laughs> i'm gonna live that down look, i'm talking to ben i'm just trying to make a you know i'm trying to make this relatable by using a driving pun that's all that was. <laughs> and got um, rent, rent to fill. <laughs> they are. They're also adding a survival mode where you're going up a, t- a tower to see how far you can get. I'm less interested in that, but I think co-op in Returnal is actually is actually cool. Yeah. So that was really that was a nice addition. Also, it's a free update. Yeah, free. So that's nice. And then we end with two more things from Square Enix. Um, the first is Dio Field Chronicle.
0: More like Diofield
1: Chronicle. What the fuck name is that? That's worse than Triangle Strategy.
0: Diofield Chronicle.
1: Well, what what we worked out from work is that we received a press release about this, and they discussed that the battlefields are like dioramas, Mm. and that's why it's Diofield, Diorama Battlefield, Diofield Chronicle fuck this it's a fucking shit name diarrhea filled it might as well be diarrhea, D- diarrhea filled that's what this game is it's filled with shit Um. anyway rant over diarrhea filled
0: it... that's like when uh, Ed cooks pesto
1: <laughs> for you afterwards hey, you were as well I was perfectly fine
0: you were worried about me getting on the train because you were like well I've just got the sudden shits and he's and on a train the... for two hours that was
1: the curry I was um, cover, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a very tasty chicken katsu curry that just happened to go through me. <laughs>
0: oh, well, I'm glad it didn't go through me because, like I said, I was traveling for three hours. <laughs> that could have been very awkward. Anyway, uh, I do not <laughs> have a leaky ass money. Mine is as tight
1: as a mouse's ear. <laughs> Mine was not after the curry. Anyway, <laughs> Diarrhea-filled Chronicle. It's never been um, the same since. I think the artwork to it looks beautiful. It looks very Final Fantasy-esque. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay, I think, just looks a bit generic. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of... It's it's a tactics game, essentially. So if you're into Triangle Strategy, Fire Emblem, etc., this is that, Knock but not on a grid. Out. So it's, um, it, <laughs> it's, uh, it's completely free, like XCOM. It, it has potential, but it's just another fancy strategy game.
0: Yeah. Is that the one that doesn't follow the grid? I literally just said that. I don't know. I was zoning out. I was thinking... I,
1: of course you were. You were thinking about shit. That's what you were thinking
0: about. I was thinking about shit and triangle strategy, thinking like that is a good strategy game.
1: Yes. And it's on a grid. This one is not on a grid for the third time. <laughs> anyway, they then ended with valkyrie elysium
0: which apparently is a sequel to a valkyrie series and it's nothing like any of the other games
1: yeah ed is so sick of ben's shit literally i'm Um, the one with
0: it leaking out my
1: ass every time i have a
0: curry or some yogurt or i know it's ice cream sorry
1: look ice cream is cold it triggers a reaction
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, everything just opens up it's like right get rid of that
1: um valkyrie yeah it's a continuation of the valkyrie series i've never even heard of it it's another action rpg it looks like a ps2 game that is just gray um and it's not something that they should have ended this on when they had said this is all about japanese publishers people immediately go to square enix people immediately think Final fantasy 16 7 part 2 no we just got a load of random shit and that's why this was awful what would you have ended it on though the out of these games, yeah. Honestly, Dire Chronicle is is I guess a, at least a surprise that is something new from Square Enix that looks relatively good. Um, like I say, my favourite thing from it was Returnal, yeah, same. the co op mode. But that's that's an extra; it's not really something to end on as such. Um, what I really would have ended on would have been the logo for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, and just said. It's coming. Done. <laughs> but then literally would five seconds. Literally
0: saying, yeah, we know it is. Get a move yeah. on.
1: And I, I would have lost my shit at that and been like, great, finally you've announced it. But that, that, that's what I would have ended on.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a while, isn't it? <clears throat> it is, sadly. Do you think it'll even come out next year?
1: I think it's like end of next year if we're lucky.
0: Mm. Well, maybe we'll see something at the E3 showcases even though there's no
1: E3. I mean, that's the other interesting thing is why did Sony have the state of play now? Mm. Because they've been really pushing horizon. Then we've had gc 7 We've got Ghostwire Tokyo in a couple of weeks, which they did include. And then after that, it's like, well, what else is coming the rest of this year apart from God of War? We know that that's on the way, but there's nothing else. So clearly they're trying to say, you know, there is more to look forward to this year. But why these games and why now? And I guess one theory is that, you know, a lot of publishers, because of the situation in, in Ukraine with Russia, people are pulling out of selling things in Russia. They don't want to announce anything big right now that, you know, a lot of games are being pushed back and things like that. So it's not the best time. But then if people are pulling out, why continue with this entire presentation? Like, why not mm. just postpone it?
0: You see, Advance um, Wars got delayed as well.
1: It did. But it I think
0: you did. play as Russia in one of them or something like that. So,
1: kind of, I mean, sense. literally, it's all about tanks and modern warfare. And it might be cartoony, but it's not the time. Um, so, I think that might be a theory for this. But, you know, I think now they've done this, we probably won't hear from Sony again, really, I reckon, until E3 in June. Mm. So, it's just going to be living off, you know, the three big games that they've had so far.
2: Hmm.
0: And
1: that was the headlines
0: of the week. Do, 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 do. Right. Okay. We've been running. We're very running over time. So let's go through and see what's been going on in um, in the yeah, in the Dick Sword. So Mr. Wibble, uh, Soul Body Geek, have both given us their reviews of Elden Ring. Mm. Um, Ed, would you like to read out Mr. Wibble's diatribe?
1: Because it's longer and you want me to read it. Yeah. Stream of consciousness, because I've been in work meetings for the whole day. That's not a good day. I'm pretty sure I am playing Elden Ring in every possible way the Souls bros don't want me.
0: Good. Yeah, good. And make sure you tell everybody that
1: on Twitter. Yeah, scream that out loud on social media. Mm. Tell those Souls boys to get fucked. Souls games never appeal to me because of their unforgiving nature. Masochism is best left to the bedroom. Mm. Oh, really?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mr. Wibble. The free-roaming nature in Elden Ring lets me not do the boss fights and story elements until I decide I'm ready for them. And even then, I can come back later if I still fail. They don't immediately block my progress, other than maybe the actual story, and I can keep playing. I'm glad controls can be remapped, but I wish all controls could be remapped to link back to what we said earlier.
0: Like the map button?
1: Yeah. That was the joke. Well done. Oh. Quite glad the ashes and the helper summons are a thing. Absolutely, I
0: need to upgrade my summon. Apparently, you can do that. You can. Where
1: is, is it? Where I am? Um, I think it's it's the the um academy. No, it's the woman who's outside Stormvale Castle. Oh, and oh then yes. she moves to the Round Table, mm. and then I think you speak. She she's praying, and the blacksmith then is talking about her. And if you speak between them a few times, you get to unlock it. Oh, good, good. I will do that. Yeah, I'm also yet to do that. So thank you for the reminder. Um, It's gorgeous. I wish the storytelling was a bit more obvious. Like, you know, God of War, Dad of War, which is Wibble's favorite game. Mm-hmm. But it's a lovely time sink, but no, no massive insights in the game. I think you've given us some great insight, mm-hmm. Wibble. Thank you.
0: And I don't feel guilty doing it similarly. Like, I'm just chilling with it and... Uh... Yeah, and grinding a little bit. And I don't mind if I want to grind so it that becomes a bit easier. And I'm also using guides. Use guides. Feel free to, you know, if you were like, kind of want to upgrade this weapon? I don't know where to get the special stone for it. I'm going on Google.
1: Well, that's what's interesting is that you don't even need to look at a guide. You can just like chat with the community because because everyone's playing it. But everyone's playing it in a different way and discovering their own thing so actually mm-hmm. you can just you know you and i chat or you chat with other streamers we're all captain who have been playing it and you know whoever else like join a stream and be like oh so hang on you're playing it in a totally different way where have you been what have you seen and it just you know with that chat you just unlock new things which is really cool hmm. um what has amanda been saying ben
0: uh she says uh everything i say, i won't do the canadian accent everything i said last week hey eh? uh Don't i'm still really i wouldn't dream of doing that i'm still really enjoying it the feeling of beating an enemy i've been stuck on is actually thrilling i'm still finding places i've never explored before even without pushing through some of the bosses uh, i'm constantly amazed at how massive the map is and how detailed each area is i never i've never ever taken as many screenshots of a game yeah, I've been taking some as well. It could really do with the photo mode. It might not be mm. the world's prettiest, but some of the places you go, you're like, no, I really want a picture of that. Mm. Um, like Wibble, I do also wish there was more obvious storytelling would make this game perfect to me. And it's interesting, Amanda said, like she's surprised how massive the map is, but compared to quite a few other open world games, like modern open world games, it isn't any bigger than those, but it just feels more because there are all these little hidden secrets in there. Um and it's like the actual square meters or whatever isn't bigger than, you know, Horizon or like Red Dead Redemption 2. It just they've they've used the space so well.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of the map size and speaking of really stunning, beautiful areas, have you yet gone down the well? I haven't been down the well yet. No, I would recommend going down the well. Mm, where is this well? Oh, you said near the Bears. Yes, there is a well to the east of the starting area near the Bears. Should I use my souls first? No. Okay. There, there is a point of grace very soon down the well, but I would recommend going down there. Maybe I will. Because it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a lovely little surprise.
0: Okay, I will. This is Soho. <laughs> uh, showing people wolf
1: daddy I don't know wolf daddy um capt what is what is your take on Elden Ring because I know that you're playing it and I know you said earlier that you're changing to a different class and I'm quite jealous of your um of your faith build that you're building um but what are your kind of overall feelings um and also get the 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 welly is actually a, a bar in Soho the welly it's it's the Duke of Wellington but it's known oh, as the Welly. I've heard of that. So yeah, you can mm. go down the Welly. Yeah. But I'm recommending the well in game. Um it will it will surprise you, I think.
0: Ollie is jerking off to us in the bath. Hey Ollie. Nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, welcome on in. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Stand very standard Ollie. Um yeah, well hopefully cats giving us his Oh, here we go. Having thought I opened the map, I'm still surprised as to how much more there is to see and do, even in the starting area. So it always seems fresh. I like that in the map as well. Like, even though you are going and unwrapping the map or, you know, finding the little bits of it, it doesn't let you go and see exactly how big it's going to be. Like, you know, some games will have it all the whole map and it's just like shrouded in clouds or whatever. Mm. Whereas this one is like, no, you don't know. You might, you know, maybe there is some more stuff in this direction. You don't know. You're going to have to kind of wander over to the and see if you can get the map.
1: Yeah, and you've, yeah, you've got to unlock the map fragment in order to fully see it, which is cool. I mean, another thing that I noticed on CapStream earlier, because Cap just started again with a different class, you know, it's interesting then watching someone who knows where to go and what to do. So it's like, right, I know I need to go here for that item. Mm-hmm. So actually, you don't have to work your way through to that point. You can just jump on the horse and run there yeah. um, and get the, the item or the weapon, or whatever that you need. And then... Again, yeah, you go back to the castle and then you're like, hang on, there's even more that I didn't see the first time. Um, Little extra things. And there is so much depth to this world. And I think that's why it's inspiring so much chat and why people, I think, will be talking talking about it for a long time.
0: Mm. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it all up.
1: Yeah. We promise to speak about something different next week. <laughs> yes. Because we've had we've had two streams about Elden Ring now. So yep. we will Next week all we Grand Turismo. Up. Oh god no.
0: No. I'll probably I'll probably be talking about this game. Triangle Strategy. Triangle Strategy. Immerse yourself in a deep branching story. Choices give rise to conflict. Pixel and 3D graphics meet in HD 2D. Confront the enemy in complex strategic battles. I'm intrigued. I am intrigued.
1: I'm also intrigued. I'm really looking forward to you getting bored after an hour and then giving it to me. Yeah. And the game. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) Literally. Uh. (laughs) And on that note... Yeah. Ed, where can we find you? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights with an N on Twitch, Twitter, and my writing on Eurogamer. Excellent. Boundary
0: really says, what made you want to get this game? Um I was going through my bank account, deleting or cancelling loads of uh, subscriptions, and I noticed I had one for game. And then I also found out they had like £45 in credit. So I was like, well, what game shall I buy? I'll just buy Triangle Strategy. So yeah, that's why.
1: An excellent choice.
0: And you can find all the previous podcasts at splitscreen.com It'll give you the link to all your, you know, wherever you get your podcasting uh, podcasts from. Um and I'm also twitch.tv/slash biggest Uh, I won't be streaming again until next week. Probably it might even be next Thursday. Um, I feel like next week is going to be me settling into work. So don't expect to stream other than the podcast. However, I will be uploading a couple of videos, uh, quick looks and a funny, well, it might be funny. Who knows with my driving styles, uh, GT seven, me trying to play a bit of that with the steering wheel. Um, so expect a real mess of that. So but that will be on YouTube.
1: Um, and with next Thursday's stream for the podcast, it will be a little bit later because you're now working. I am working. So yes. we will have a new time next week, but we will let you know when that will be. Yeah. And we will hopefully be playing some co-op of something afterwards, which I believe we're going to start Portal 2.
0: Yes, potentially. It depends on the time. Okay. Potentially. It well, might that, just be that, the podcast next week. I'm not sure.
1: Okay, well, if we do play something, Portal 2 at least is lots of short rooms, yeah. so it's, it's easy to dip in and out of.
0: Also, Heather's like, yay, GT7. Heather, where were you earlier? Not a single person was looking forward to Gran Turismo. It was just me and the entire chat and Ed going, oh, that don't shit that game.
1: I said that it's very pretty. So... It's very pretty. Um, also, just to repeat, Vanessa, we had on earlier, pleasantly twisted. Um, please, please, please go follow her. Uh, pleasantly twisted, T-W-S-T-D.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, well, I will. we will see you next week uh, on Split the Screen. Are we doing the funny little thing at the end? You can do it.
1: We are. We always do it.
0: You can do it. Sounds weird.
1: See you all next week. Bye. Be there
2: or be split
0: bye